Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast. Baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. That sounds stuck in my head, man. All right, and we're recording. Uh, welcome to the Mount Geekmore Podcast, your favorite podcast where we talk, discuss, argue, and debate your favorite uh, top four, Mount Rushmore's, if you will, of your favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject is 1980s action movies. The most difficult oh, yeah. topic we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It, it required a lot more research than I anticipated. <laughs> I am I am Neri Science. With me, as usual, is uh, Jeff. And then Dave. Howdy. And today we have a very special guest uh, for the second time on this podcast. First time with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have from the... Oh, and Jeff, right? Yeah. We have from the Pero Let Me Tell You podcast. Introduce. This is DJ from Pero Let Me Tell You. And um, yeah, it's my second time here. And I'm ready to geek it up. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Good to have you back, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I you were no, I don't know. Please I give us worry. a moment. Uh, I was just waiting for the for the heart eyes to stop from Dave giving him the heart eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking cartoon. I'm like, all right. So what happens when you get two Bond fans together? We're just gonna, you know, bond over it. Uh, yeah, we're gonna bond over Bond. <laughs> we're bonding. Is the name of the podcast Bonding Over Bond? Oh my oh. god! <laughs> bonding nice. on Bond. Bonding yeah. on. Oh, okay, I don't know about that one. <laughs> bonding over Bond, shaken, not stirred. All right, so um, coming anyway, this summer. So, not, so, so the uh, 1980s action movies is like the quintessential time for action yes. movies. It's uh-huh. like this is like. The fucking hub mm-hmm. is time for for action movies. So, how did you guys come up with your list, David? Uh, for me, it was it was actually really difficult because there are two movies that I've talked about a lot, which are often considered action movies, um, and I decided not to put them on my mountain first because I had spoken about them so many other times. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, what really makes something an action movie? And I started thinking, what makes an action movie first? So if it's more of, if if the word adventure or sci-fi or thriller or uh, something like that, uh, fantasy came to mind before action, I no longer put it in contention. I agree. So, I, I so agree. It, it had to be primarily, not that it had to only be, but it had to be mostly or or firstly an action movie and anything that came after that was great it was fine but you won't find anything like um uh like raiders of lost ark on my mountain which i've said countless times is my favorite action movie because i think of it mostly as an adventure movie you won't find anything like the empire strikes back on my mountain because i think of it mostly as well you should really stop talking to me right now uh because it's mostly it's mostly a sci-fi movie so um so that's that's how i went with it uh whether it was cheesy whether it was funny where whether it was bloody or whatever it was it was primarily action all right dj how'd you make your selection well 
I, I kind of thought similar along the lines as he did. Um, I found it to be a lot harder than I thought because there were a lot of movies that I thought were action movies, which, as you said, mm-hmm. based on your criteria, were not. And The Empire Strikes Back was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to think a little bit outside of the box because when you think action movies in the 80s, you're automatically going to think, you know, Arnold, Sylvester, and all the franchises that come with it. You're going to think of Lethal Weapons. You're going to think of Beverly Hills Cop. So Junior, which are all, <laughs> which are all great movies. Which are all, my mom will shoot. We get it. <laughs> which are all great movies. It's not a tumor. Um, which are all great movies. But I wanted to think a little bit outside of the box. Um, although some of mine are in the box. But with what you said in terms of is it action first? Um, you know. I, I think it also depends on perception because I know oh, yeah, yeah. there's some some of mine. There's one movie in particular that you may think, no, it's not action, it's adventure. You may think, no, it's drama. You may think, no, it's comedy. But I see it as action because it has some great action um, scenes. So we'll see. But um, but it was a lot harder than I thought. I thought I was going to have four movies in like two seconds, and, and then I was like, shit, I don't. <laughs> this is more of the work than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I had the opposite problem where I, I very quickly had like thirty movies on on my list. I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna get th- yeah. this down to four? Sorry. I made my list like ten minutes ago, mm-hmm. um, mainly because yeah, you had a couple of days advance notice. By I did. Way. Okay, just I did to the listener. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Nero's always telling them last minute. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. He gave me time. <laughs> the only the there was only one that was for sure making my list. Um. You're probably not gonna be able to tell which one. The shirt I'm wearing, but um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the Pink Panthers an action movie <laughs> table. Um, I, I know it's, it's, it's the return of the Pink Panthers. Right. But but I was telling these guys before we started recording. To me, it's very hard to have a wrong answer in this category because all these action movies they range from actually critically acclaimed and fantastic in their own right to. They're 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, but they're still amazing for an 80s '80s kid growing up. You know, I'm I'm a few years, a couple years younger than you, not much. um, And I remember growing up watching these movies as a a kid. We shouldn't have been watching these movies as as six or seven year olds, but we were. Thank God for parents that don't speak English, am I right? Thank God. It's funny you say that because in the last podcast, I think you and I talked that I was like a five five, six-year-old kid, and I used to watch the Charles Bronson movies yeah. <laughs> hidden from my parents. And, you know, I, it took me years to recover from the rape scene in, in, uh, in Death Wish. Death Wish. Yeah. I mean, it traumatized me. Yeah, but <laughs> they didn't care. They were like, it's... Wait, was it the rape scene in Death Wish, or was it the rape scene in Death Wish 2? <laughs> oh, no. The one in the kitchen. The, the one in the kitchen the she return. had to bail. <laughs> Whatever that was. Oh, but, that, one, that one is Death Wish 2, actually. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> Where but, it moves into the bedroom afterwards. That's intense. That yeah. was an intense one. But yeah, yeah. so I, I just went with... Not like those, one. Man, not like those vanilla rape scenes. <laughs> <laughs> this one was intense. Yeah. Oh, God. Jesus <laughs> The way you said it. That one was intense. Oh, really? <laughs> As opposed to the other one was just... Ah, oh, your garden variety de- uh, rape scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> If, if you I could, could really see the t- in the eyes, it was in the <laughs> yeah, eyes was, in the scene. If if I can comment on something you said, I think there's only one sort of wrong answer for this, and that's if a movie's boring. The only kind of well, action yeah. movie that I don't like is an action movie that is boring. Okay, 
right. I, I think I think any any but other kind of action, whether it's cheesy, whether it's campy, whether it's bloody, or you know whether whether it's just fun or whether it's thought provoking, like it's all good as long as you're keeping me interested. The moment I start checking my phone, or I guess back in the day, the moment that I start considering to turn on my Game Boy, um, you know, I now you're no longer a good answer for a good action movie i uh maria uh, i put a couple self restrictions i mean one was that that i had to be uh first and primarily an action movie i don't agree with the adventure tag because i think adventure is a form of action because you could mm-hmm. that's to me saying like oh um it has to be an action movie not a war movie i'm like well that that the, the two are not mutually exclusive, I think. So the adventure tag is the only thing that I wouldn't agree with, but I mm-hmm. agree in the sense of if it's a comedy, if you think of it as a comedy first, to me, that's not an action movie. That's a comedy movie that also has action in it. Mm-hmm. And same thing goes for you know dramatic movies and so on and so on, sci-fi movies. Uh, but uh, to me... Um, uh, uh, that had to be first and foremost an action movie. And then I limited myself to one movie per actor. So yeah, there's right. multiple. If there's an actor that has multiple action movies with a Roman numeral at the end of it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. right, okay. right. So okay. that's the limitation. I mean, it's it's it was only primarily just to make it easier for myself. Yeah. Just to be like, well, I love these two. Which one do I? Well, you can only go with one. So you can't. It's very easy for this to be an all Stallone mountain or an all Schwarzenegger yeah. mountain or an all you know Chuck Norris mountain or something. Yeah, that 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 was my re- kind of like obstacle as well because exactly you could have yeah. easily put all those people on there and there would have been great movies or the lethal weapon series all that yeah. on there and and you know that's it call it a day but. yep and you're right all right so uh number four uh dave what do you have for your all right four? so my number four uh and this is like a like a last minute change that i've done here Uh-oh. uh my number four is actually um it, it stars uh, an actor that you and I share a mutual love for, and uh, Charles Bronson oh. in Death Wish Four. Okay, so <laughs> Death Death I Wish we were gonna Four. Get to talk about the rape scene again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it just missed out. Death Wish Should, Four. Is it because it was in the seventies? The the, the, the rape um, scene ones. So the first Death Wish was in the seventies. It was like mid seventies, right? And then there was this big hiatus, and then the Canon Group, of course, <laughs> right? Because it's eighties, right? The Canon Group buys the Death Wish franchise and they basically have Charles Bronson on retainer. So the two guys that they had basically driving their their major action movies were Charles Bronson and Chuck Norris. So they start pumping out these movies with Bronson. We get Death Wish 2 and I think it's like 1982 and then we get Death Wish 3 shortly after that and each one becomes, like the second one was still fairly serious. It was trying to take itself seriously. The third one... Tell me about it. (laughs) The third one kind of just said... Nah, fuck it. We're gonna go in like a ridiculous direction, and he basically uh, goes to war with like a whole neighborhood in New York, a, a gang, right? Uh, and then the fourth one, which is the the one that's on my list, he goes to war with drugs, right? So this is like purely like Reagan era right, Reagan. war on drugs, exactly. So he gets. Do you remember this one? Uh, vaguely, I know which one you're talking so about. So they they alternate. The it first, didn't traumatize me as like the right. second. Part. No, this this one this one is actually so the didn't... fun one, quote unquote fun one. There's no rape, right? There's there's you can't no rape, rape the drugs. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't rape the drugs. Uh, <laughs> Take that cocaine. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Jesus Christ, that this powder's is extra white now. <laughs> Oh my god, this has started on the worst. We can only go up from here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, um 
So he, he, he murders. Uh, he murders. Um, he murders a drug dealer uh, because the the daughter of the of his girlfriend. Uh, overdoses on drugs and dies. She was with her boyfriend at the time, and so he follows the boyfriend to this uh, roller rink slash video arcade, right? Which of course is very eighties, right? And um, so while there, the drug dealer that the that the boyfriend is confronting kills him because he knows that he's about to talk. Because apparently the drugs were laced with something else, mm-hmm. right? And so Bronson chases that guy down, and he kills him, right? But after that happens, he's not able to get any information. Some guy who uh, who is like this news magnate says, I heard about what happened. I heard that you were involved. I think that you're the perfect person to do a job for me. He says, well, what do you want? He goes, I want you to basically take out the two drug cartels that are running drugs into here. And Bronson says, well, of course. So he basically gives him an armory and he says, go to town. And he goes, uh, he wages war against these these two drug cartels. And when it's all said and done, he goes back to uh, the the guy who set him up for this. And it was all a lie. The guy is a third drug drug lord who was using Bronson to take out the competition he tries to murder Bronson yeah. of course Bronson is unkillable right of course uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a like as 70 year old man science. right right as a 70 year old man he's, he's unkillable he's got that old man strength yeah it's the old man strength <laughs> uh, and, and then so it, it's got one of the greatest like finales of any ridiculous action movie where there's a huge shootout at the video arcade where like Pac-Man machines are blowing up and like it's just fucking crazy there's neon every Everywhere, a lot of slow motion. Right? A lot of slow motion. The, the the glass from the from the screens is, is going all over the place. And as with any Death Wish movie, Paul Kersey cannot get a happy ending, right? So when what Cause, happens? Because he's not happens, an Asian massage right? brother, he's not <laughs> When what happens happens, right? And like, there's nothing else he can do about it. He literally blows up the bad guy with a fucking rocket launcher, and that's the way the movie ends. It is so fucking satisfying. It's so good, and I I love Charles Bronson. He he's See, you say these words to describe what you're describing, and it's not what you're describing. You're like, <laughs> like he blows. He has, he couldn't figure out what to do, so he blows him up with a rocket launcher. Okay, I've it's always so satisfying. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, I, he's I, just been used and abused. And I've always wondered for many years the seriously not. I'm not talking like in a kitsch way or whatever. Mm-hmm. The appeal of Charles Bronson, I can't explain because I, I'm he, the same way. He man. wasn't a particularly athletic man. Or good it's looking. not like or good looking. It's not he, like he was a stud or charismatic. He was he, he, he was in either. really good shape though. He wasn't charismatic. Yeah, but even he even until like the day he died, it, the guy was rocking a six pack. Yeah, but I don't. What? I don't yes, I, I mean he may have, what? but I didn't see him as like this athletic. No, like, he, he could he, do these you know performances and these kicks and all that. But yet the guy. I don't know. Was an action. he had a career? He had a career. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, I th- I think he was just one of those guys that happened to be in the right place in the right time. Like it took him a long time to become leading man status. Right. Were there like, like uh, not a lot of actors like at that time? <laughs> you know, I feel the same way about Chuck Norris. To be honest with you, I'm like I get it that he knows he actually knew martial arts. Yeah, but he's not charismatic. Definitely not charismatic on screen. And then uh, his acting is. I'm like I don't well, I don't get what the like. But can anybody else do a roundhouse kick? Mm-hmm. Well, some guy in Brussels has something to say about that. <laughs> but that was twenty See, but years he's, later. He's charismatic, but I don't. I don't think that Chuck Norris ever played the charismatic character. He was always a little more broody. He didn't. He didn't uh, sidekicks. Yeah. 
Okay, yes, yeah. I'll give you that. Also, he played himself, so <laughs> <laughs> the range that this actor shows. I mean, uh, he was charismatic in Dodgeball. Okay, but but so was Lance Armstrong. But now, and we know how that turned out. But now, but now you're talking about him playing a caricature of himself instead of playing his role. So, so yeah, I can't explain it either. All I know is that I buy into the Charles Bronson thing. I know it took him. It took him a long time to become a leading man. He was basically part of an ensemble forever. Whether it was in the Battle of the Bulge or it was the Great Escape or Magnificent Seven, like he always played second fiddle to somebody right you know uh and and usually not even second fiddle he was somewhere you know buried deep in in, in the, the chorus he was a chorus line yeah he was he was a chorus line guy <laughs> you know and he was always great wherever he was at least in my opinion but it wasn't until the uh the early 70s that he kind of broke into this like i can carry a movie yeah. sort of uh sort of thing well but, he did a lot of people his, really like him his his 80s movies to me are the most ridiculous because he was still i think trying to do serious action movies in in the 70s but uh the stuff he did in the 80s is just ludicrous and and i love it all the more for it chuck norris right. when he was with the cop top that's dog right. that's <laughs> another one where he was charismatic as shit yeah. even then not as charismatic as, as the dog. dog yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Sorry. You pro- I think you might have forgotten Forest Warrior with the bear, the fucking. Oh my god, no man. that was so <laughs> bad. Careers going down the hill that they only put you with animals. All right, yeah. so uh, number four is Death Wish Four. Sixteen minutes. <clears throat> Not all that was my fault. Sixteen minutes. Uh, Sorry, fourteen DJ. minutes. All right, so number four. <laughs> on you know my what? List. I'll give you six. Ten minutes. I'll give no, you fucking number four six. on my list, uh-huh. which I did not have on my list until a few minutes ago, <laughs> but I put it back on my list. Is uh, Tango and Cash? Wow, that's Great a surprise and pick. amazing. <laughs> Great fucking pick, man. First time I'm hearing this. You know what? You know what? Um, it it. Critics hated the movie. Uh, I don't know what the uh, Rotten Tomato score is. Like. FYI, you're gonna learn that in this podcast, uh, we all love everything critics hate. That that's good. The thing. Good. So do I. So do I. And and I, and I love shitty <laughs> horror movies and shit. Like I can appreciate the the shittiness of a film. Mm. Okay. So. My so, favorite movies drive angry, so <laughs> fucking awesome. So I mean, no, I no. just, I just I, thought, uh, you know, Kurt Russell, you know, Stallone. I mean, what is? And I, actually, people always forget that um, Terry Hatcher is in that movie. Yes, right. yeah, Stallone's and sister. she was, you know, gorgeous. And oh, yeah. it's just a thirty-three percent of thirty-three percent. Actually, than I thought it, it would actually, be. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I thought it would be in the teens. <laughs> no, no, but um, you know, that movie's a lot of fun. It's quintessential eighties. Like everything is really big and exaggerated, and. Kurt Russell, I mean, I, I feel he was like on a streak at in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um Bird on a Wire, you guys have seen that one? Yeah. yeah. On? yeah. That's that not Kurt Russell. That's Mel That's Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, Mel, Mel, I'm sorry, Mel Gibson. Um and Bird on a Wire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. I thought it was Kurt Russell. No. Shit. They look the same because they're it's both been, white. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> the one the one he did with Goldie Hawn is uh, Overboard. 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 Yeah. Overboard. And that's the one with um, the kids, uh, the rotten kids. Yeah, that one. Um, no, but Tango and Cash. I I really enjoy that movie. I actually have that movie on DVD. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm with you. Bro. I have it in my Apple I, I, iTunes. I, I have yeah. it in iTunes. I don't, I don't yeah, know. that movie. Right, you don't that, have to. That movie is to me has two of the two of the bigger stuff. Not bigger. Two of the biggest because Kurt Russell had a lot of movies in the '80s too. Yeah. Action stars that yeah. were going yeah. on in the '80s. Yeah. in a movie together. And it had the great interaction between the two of them. You had the Strace Lace one versus the yeah. the, the wild card. The courtroom <laughs> scene. What oh. is it? If, uh, yeah. 
fuck what is it he says fuck everything yeah fuck. yeah <laughs> that courtroom scene was awesome i i don't have too much preparation for it because this was in, oh, man. <laughs> in my list and uh, that's how you feel ago. the villain was uh jack what's his name um uh i have it here uh, but it was the old man. The old man from uh, City Slickers. Yes. Jack L- Palance. Curly. Jack Palance. Jack yeah. Palance. Yeah. Yeah. And then it had that, ba- that one he bad guy that they called him guy. Face that he looked like his face was entirely swollen. Mm-hmm. The prisoner. Yeah. That they like busted mm. his nose. Yeah. And then he gets like electrocuted in the when they're <laughs> doing the bro that scene when they're escaping the prison. That's a great and scene. And man. they're yeah. they're they're swinging across with, with the, their belts with the belts. Yeah. I haven't seen this in so long. I really need to watch this. Again. Dude, I, I, I th- for for some reason I feel like there was a number of years where it was always on TV. Yeah, it was. And it I was. was always watching it on TV. In like the early nineties. Yeah, it was always yeah. on TV. Stallone didn't want to do this movie, and they kept offering him money, and they kept throwing money. They, they changed directors four fucking times in this movie. It was like rewritten. Uh, who, who yeah. ended up directing? It was rewritten over and over again. It ended up being Stallone have, have with somebody else, but it was like at, it was because they were like during production, it got and it just and there, uh, he, it, he had so many problems that he was like, "All right, yeah, I'll, I'll do it." Who's that? Andrea Devakishinsky. It's Andrea Konk Alasvosky and Albert Magnoli. Yeah, how did it make so, that was a major? Oh, but you know who you know who did the score? Mel Gibson. Sorry, I was thinking of a uh, uh, Bernard Wire. I'm like, shit. How did I confuse that? <laughs> you, you know who did the score was Harold Faltermeyer. <sighs> Harold, good old Harold. Classic Harold. Classic Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, man. You made that scene bro, like Beverly you, Hills you, Cop. You said it like oh, you did, yeah. he did the score yeah. for Beverly Hills yeah, Cop. Yeah, but you said it like it was supposed to be like bro, John Williams. Like oh, it's yeah. supposed so, to like oh, like, oh. Okay, I realized. Yeah, okay. Harold fucking. Is it the bono here John Williams? Oh, it's not the bono. So, Hasuma, I'm on Hasuma. So one of the directors, he also did the score for 48 Hours. Yes, he did. The director with I know because it's the same exact fucking score. Silvestri. Was that Sylvester? Yeah. Oh. I think 48 Hours was Sylvester. All right. Go ahead. So, Con Klasvisky didn't really do anything else besides Tango and Cash. He, he didn't, didn't really even do that. It he, was one of those things because the movie throughout production had like right. three or four different directors. He did uh, the directors. Nutcracker in, but in 2009. <sighs> yes. But um, mm. the other one did a Purple Rain. Right. He was Purple a director of Purple Rain. Rain. Which that Purple movie horrific. Rain. What? That's the first time I saw boobs. That's Is, <laughs> is it really Purple yeah, Rain? Yeah, Purple Rain. I think the first time I saw boobs uh, on TV. You talking about on TV or in person? Because in person is well, my mom. Well, I saw that movie for the first time when I was seven. So, But I saw my mom's boobs when I was like four or five. Okay, my, not counting your mother. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. my number one is where I saw boobs for the first time. Oh, okay. Where I saw boobs for the first time, I think was Hamburger University, if I'm not mistaken. What the fuck? <laughs> or Porky's? Oh, Porky's, Porky's was that's great. probably yeah, no, but it's around the same time frame. Or but it was all those raunchy '80s movies with yeah. like titties for no reason. Yeah, and you're like, thank you. Oh no, James, James Horner did the music for 48 Hours. There you go. All right, so uh, yeah, so Tag on the Cash is a great amazing. pick. I, I love that. Movie. I, we love this movie. We love this. Good, uh, good. When you have Sylvester Stallone calling Rocky a pussy on screen, yeah. <laughs> oh, gold, gold, gold. Right, right. I like the back and forth between them. Yeah, that's the, the best part the of the movie. They yeah. play off the each other well. They play off each other really well. In fact, I'm really disappointed that they haven't. I don't have they done another movie together. I don't remember I don't another movie so. with them. Tango and Cashier. And it, it was. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm Tango and Cashier's check. Seriously, I'm surprised <laughs> that movie didn't do well. Did well in the box office, but it didn't do critically better because I think it is a decent movie. Uh, ultimately, the only thing that really matters for a movie is that it make money yeah. yeah and it did that yeah it did yeah star wars movies proved that oh my yeah God. no no you're you're right but i'm you're right, right about you're right about that i hate that you're right about that but you are. But star wars movies are the main that that's like that's why they start churning them out once a year because yeah, like, we, we really need a han solo 
um, spinoff. See? We didn't. However, it ended up being better than both of the episodes that have right. come out. I'm not going to disagree with that. I will. <laughs> well, well, Rogue One, well, you wouldn't count there. Rogue One was badass, but... Rogue One is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should you, watch movies. Stare me down. <laughs> stare me down, Nary. You should watch movies. Some, some you should movies. start watching movies every once in a while <laughs> from like this decade, not from 1940 Japan. Uh, great. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with watching Rashomon four times in a row. Of course not. All right. So, tag on the cash. Great pick. Uh, Jeff? I'm going to keep on the Kurt Russell train. Ooh. Okay. And I am putting Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, Love nice. it. Nice. Love it. Because you've got action, you've got comedy you've got sci-fi you've got the grandpa from three ninjas you got kim cattrall kim cattrall kim yeah. cattrall you've got lassie yeah. lassie you got you know it's it she Jack was starting in that fucking movie. oh i, th- I think yeah. that is her at her hottest i mean her that and mannequin yeah, yeah. but yeah um, absolutely oh, yeah. that's right fucking Come on! Yeah, but I, I, I like I like the heavy I like yeah. the heavy eyeshadow that they put on her in uh, in this one. Uh-huh. I it like brings the, out her eyes. It brings out her blue yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it's just a. This it's is a the gayest straight talk I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, the eyeshadow <laughs> brings out her blue <laughs> eyes. It is amazing. You're like all right, it's like we're still talking about chicks, but like in the like, weirdest way. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just to me. It's just a, such a fun movie. Tango. I mean, Tango Cash. Wow. Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> You're not wrong. You yeah. are wrong. Right. I wasn't <laughs> wrong on that one either. But Big Trouble in Little China. You've got the charismatic lead, Jack Burton, with the cool. Like I love his oh, fucking so name. Like, that shirt is amazing, dude. That yeah. tank top oh. is fucking great. And he and it's tucked in with the yeah, boots, of course, with the dagger. <laughs> like oh, but um, his, and then as awesome as he looks, his devil may care attitude is like the best thing. It's the best. Uh, there was like one line, and he's got. He's got one-liners throughout, which mm-hmm. is part of the quintessential thing for an action movie. He's got he's got the one-liners throughout, and it's just fantastic. Like just like uh, if we're not here in ten or fifteen minutes, call the president. It's like, <laughs> okay, all right, truck driver. Um, but it's just you've got the the you know Lopan, who's he's fucking so such a great villain. Uh, James James Wong, Wong, Hong. Is it James yeah, Hong? I think it's Hong. Maybe. I think it's Hong. Um, that he's also the in- guy from RIPD. You know him. Yeah, <laughs> the guy from RIPD. He's in Tango and Cash also, I believe. And missing an action. Um, I don't think he's in Tango and Cash. I th- I'll look it up. Look it up. But it's just, yeah. to me, it's just... He's that guy that's not Mr. Miyagi or the grandfather from... Yeah. From Three Ninjas well, but the that grandpa- you've seen at, as, as the, 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 the Chinese guy. Yeah, the grandpa yeah. from Three Ninjas yeah. as the good sorcerer. Jay like, Hong. Jay Hong, Hong, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like, it's just a fun action Blade movie. Runner. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just the, a fun the eye dealer action movie. It's just spoiler, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it. I I just absolutely love. If that's on TV, I stop and I watch it. It's yeah. interesting because that's a, definitely one of those movies going to about what you said of how you perceive it. Because that movie's also hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it, it all. It's also comedy. You right. Can, you can make an argument that it's it's a comedy and adventure as well. So right. I guess it's one of those mm-hmm. like gray areas. Is it an action movie? But I mean, obviously, it's what you perceive. Right. I think. I think I. Th- Think of it mostly as an action movie. Yeah, and and it's I I mean I every I think for me at least one of the most memorable scenes is when the guy blows up for no reason. Oh yeah, yeah. like he just. Uh, well, that was, was fa- that was his fatality. It was because <laughs> it was because that movie was clearly lightning, fuck, right? That movie yeah. was clearly Mortal Kombat. It right, a fucking. I mean, Mortal Kombat. They ripped, ripped out. everything. They all yeah. look like like Raiden. Yeah, yeah. Raiden and fucking and Luke and uh, oh, Luke Kang and and uh, what's his name was uh, oh, that guy was awesome and uh, Shang Tsung. I mean, the, the yeah. whole fucking yeah, thing is a ripped yeah. out. I mean, yeah. 
very close to Luke Cage. I'm like, who the fuck is that? What's happening? Mm-hmm. I watched that movie after Mortal Kombat. I was like, is this the original Mortal Kombat? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Like, why? why but I think it's just... And I you, think you have the brilliant movie score of John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. yeah. To, to make it all that much better. Because as amazing a director as he is, I think he's, no, he's an even better I don't think he's right. an amazing director. I think he's a really amazing... Uh, uh, a musician. He, like, he's, his, uh, that is his best quality. Yeah, you know, hands absolutely. Down. I don't think he's an amazing director. No, oh, well, you know, you can <laughs> whatever. And and it actually has a, a good rating. <laughs> it actually has a seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Um. So it's a it's critically liked. Yeah. What do you think about how ridiculous it is? It's kind of odd that it would have that high right. score when Tango and Cash, which is more of like. Like a grounded action. You know, action I will say movie. this about Tangle and Cash. Though, again, as much as I love it, I own the movie on multiple formats. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this that the story does have a lot of plot holes. Where you go, what the fuck? Like when you watch a movie again, and, you and go. And also the expectation. Because yeah. you had two of the biggest movie stars yeah. at that time. So you were expecting something that was like going to literally blow your socks off. And right. anything less than that. Uh, is- but they had that special fucking tank. Dude, that special SUV before SUVs were a thing. Where, yeah, uh, they-, they had a fucking SUV. Like a. a yeah. A, 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 so wait, anyways, you're saying there's plot holes in action movies? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying it's more. I'm saying the writing is better in Big Trouble. In oh Australia. yeah, okay. Again, I okay. Own... Better dialogue. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's digress for a moment. Now you said SUVs, and we're talking about movies. Was the first time you ever saw an SUV in a movie in Jurassic Park? The Jeep. That's yeah. a Jeep. I don't know yeah, they didn't. They didn't get the SUVs until. Was it the oh wait, one? no, the but Explorer. You, no, you know what? The Explorer wasn't the first. In the one. first one, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, I was actually having a discussion oh, no, the other day Explorer. with a friend yeah. of mine. The first Jurassic Park was what ninety two. Yes, I think so. 92. Yeah, that he was saying something like uh, SUVs really came about in like the late nineties. I'm like, dude. Jurassic Park, the Explorer was like a huge part yeah. of the Jurassic Jurassic Park, and like that was the. That well, was, remember like the Bronco? The Bronco was also is that technically was an SUV that the um the in in the OJ chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah. the Explorer was not the first SUV, but I felt like that was like a big in, thing in of movies, that movie. You're about movie. They like right, really right, right. profiled it. Right, right. You you might have a point. And I remember the second one. It was like the Mercedes. It was the Mercedes one. Yeah, SUV. Yeah. So I guess that, that was a thing back then. Okay, sorry. Digress. <laughs> but no, yeah. So Big Trouble in Little China is my number four. Big Trouble in Little China. All right. Um, my number four is going to go to RoboCop. Ooh, nice. unexpected. Mm. Ooh, honorable that, mention. That was going to be that, on That's list. an honorable mention, so I'm going to strike yeah. it off so I, I, I can start whittling down my honorable mention list. <laughs> so number four is we have Death Wish uh, 4. You're not going to talk about RoboCop? I think the listeners know RoboCop, but all right. Uh, RoboCop, I mean, like it's, you know, what are we not going to say about Ro- RoboCop? Uh, I don't remember the year, but I know it was in the 80s. Uh, it was like 87. I love, this is the first like pick that you're just like, RoboCop. All right. Because it's so, like, it, it's literally like. It's, what's the most traumatizing thing from that that movie? Too? Oh, that kid, that guy blowing up, dude. The, that the guy, guy that fell in the acid? With the acid. Oh, yes. That's so yes. fucking traumatizing. Yeah. The arm chop. Was that, was the axe in part one or two? The uh, axe was. There was the no, axe was part two, but they was, blow his hand off with yeah, they, shock, that's with a shotgun. That's what I'm thinking of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's grabbing on and then right. he's short. That wasn't traumatizing to me. It was traumatizing to me that guy like literally disintegrating yeah, the acid. because of the I acid. I saw 
saw that rough. movie in the movie theater. Yeah. And I was, I was, yeah, probably like seven or eight years old. And that scene, I was like, shit. I was like, what the hell is that? Like, Please remind me not to fall in acid. Yeah. <laughs> Mental note. I learned, DJ learned that day. That's, Don't fall in acid. There are so many things from the 80s. There were so many things that I've, that throughout my entire life, I, I anticipated dealing more with. I anticipated dealing a lot with acid. Quicksand. <laughs> quicksand is the other one. Where I'm like, where? I'm like, be careful with quicksand. Everybody lasers. I'm like, whoa, fucking lasers. Like I just 30 years I've been waiting for these three fucking things that happen and they've never happened to me. Huh. Never. I'm like, never have I fucking seen quicksand in my life. Never I'm like fuck. You didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so uh but yeah, that that's uh Robocop is dude, I, I look and I, I've I've been on this podcast before talking about how I th- felt that it was overrated and uh, as far as Robocop and as and I talked about how I love the the remake and that I like it more and to this I, I still think that's true. However, uh in the recent years I've watched Robocop again. I've rewatched it because I hadn't watched it maybe ten years. And I rewatched it last year and a year before. And I do get more and more appreciation for it. I don't there's uh, and Dave, you're one of these that goes that wax poetically about how you know the different meanings and what the the different uh about the different uh, levels to robocop and what it's saying about mm-hmm. society and i'm like i don't see any of that dude i'm a fucking it's, dumb I dumb mean, paul, paul verhoven is known for that like all his movies have some sort of social comment yeah i've too. i've heard him talk about like since yeah. in in the in the year since i've heard of like youtube like panels where he mm-hmm. talks like poetically about yeah. uh, about the social injustices and and what he was saying in this movie and i was like really? i also think a, a lot of it i don't know if he did it on purpose but um it was set in detroit right yeah, yeah. and i think it was very rem- it was very much a reflection obviously exaggerated for a movie of detroit at that time from the poverty to the crime right. and all that um obviously with a futuristic tone so i, I mean i i definitely see the social commentary behind it um like i see it when you point it out to me but i never watch that movie go meh Right, you I know. Think, I, I think you could. What watch I it. did see, I did see how the right. corrupt government can. Like, that fucking acid guy got blown up. Like that's all. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving the movie yeah. theater with the it, acid guy. It all guy depends on the perspective in which you watch it. And right, yeah, you can watch it as a straight action movie and not think about that, and it's fine. Even as a straight action movie, I think it's fantastic. That that I mean, well, especially the, the first of the time, time do really yeah. hurt it. And there's well, the, well, and you've got the classic one-liner. Dead or alive. That's one of the greatest. I mean, we could do a whole mountain on action one-liners, and that's one of the greatest ones. The the first time, uh, the first time is—is it the first time that you see Robocop with me, creep? That um, that kind of a creep. That's like a fucking fifties insult. He he shoots the guy between the the woman's leg. Yeah, that's the first guy he takes down, right? Mm -hmm. No. No, it's not. No, it's another one before. That. Oh, okay, but it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember. I yeah. mean, it's, it's been like two or three years since I've seen it. That score. But, uh, oh, the score. Come on, that fucking theme is amazing. Bum 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 bum. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. I, I, I love everything about. Uh, but again, I think the, the things that hold it back are like the effects of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, the e, the ED one one hundred. Yeah, the EDS one thousand or whatever. It is, yeah. And and I mean, it's just like the stop motion is like, ugh, Jesus, this is fucking brutal mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. In two thousand, you know, something. But I'm sure it looked great at the time. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. if you compare it to Justice League, it probably looks. Well, amazing. I mean, if you compare anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a mustache versus yeah. that thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> that ED at least looks real. Uh, that's plausible. That's I, plausible. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. That machine totally stop motioned flesh. 
over but, over the mustache <laughs> that it looked any better. Isn't that what they did? I thought that that's what they did. I thought they got they got they got unused scenes from uh, Frosty the Snowman, <laughs> and they fucking put it over Henry Cavill's face. That makes total sense. Uh, no, but I'm a big fan. And to the point, I mean, when I was a kid, dude, I remember, you know, and we're talking about like all of these action movies. I I acted out as a kid. Mm-hmm. And RoboCop was, no, I mean, nothing less than me walking like a robot through my entire house for fucking months, dude. He and my, and my mom, mom, dead or alive, yeah. you're coming with me. <laughs> Get to me. Yeah. My mom, my, I mean, I love my mom. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about my mom watching her six, seven year old kid walk like a robot. <laughs> and you do the whole and, like, yeah, I did the whole, the whole turn <laughs> thing and the whole thing and, uh, and, and you know, just the fact that she never goes, what the fuck are you doing? God bless her. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she never stunted she my imagination. She was just like, and she never like played along with me. She was never like, oh, I'm dead but she was always like, do your thing. Like, uh-huh. I was having internal dialogue with myself. Like, I, you know what I mean? like she, she fucking didn't, like, she's like, all right. But you didn't encounter any acid. No, uh, yeah. no acid. No acid. That's good. good, good, good. That's good. No mutagen. Good. good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. no, none of that shit. Um, so uh, you know, my, my introduction to RoboCop was actually the original Nintendo game. Okay, I mean, I saw the movie first, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. The movie. Well, I was. It came out the year I was born, so I, I didn't see it until until later. But I, I, I had the game. I was like, oh, we'll play. This. Yeah, again, another movie I shouldn't be watching at that age. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's so weird. And I, and I saw it young. I think I saw it Rape maybe in like hey, six or when seven. When I was five, I was you're still, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to laugh? My my daughter today put on the original Ninja Turtles, ni- 1990 Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And part one is more of a serious movie, yeah. more of a darker tone than part two. Because she's seen part two a billion times. But she put on part one. She picked it by herself. And yeah. there was a moment where I was like, is this too much for her like is this gonna be and then I was like I fucking saw Robocop yeah. when I was six yeah. years old I think she'll be fine yeah. yeah I think she'll be fine and uh but yeah it, it is pretty uh it's so it's pretty amazing it's pretty iconic the gun inside the leg I mean oh, that fucking so cool the, twirling the gun I mean that I thought that was so fucking good but anyways so that's my pick my number four is Robocop so for number fours we have Death Wish 4 Tango and Cash Big Trouble in Little China and Robocop kind of surprised nobody tabled Robocop to be honest but alright Number three, David was it, was it an honorable mention? My uh, number three, I'm pretty sure, is going to be tabled, and um, it's Die Hard. Table. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I was going to put that one, actually. I was like, my number two, <laughs> you know. Um, my number three is, this is one of those that, again, it could be a drama, it could be, it's a war movie, it's Casualties of War. Have you guys seen that one? I don't think I've ever With seen Sean that. With Sean Penn and Michael was that, Fox. was that in the 80s? It, that was 87, I believe. Okay. So, Casualties of War. Um, I remember. I recognize that yeah, name. I know, the, I, I know the movie. I just Sean thought it was Penn, later. Sean uh, Penn, Michael J. Fox, they're in Vietnam. So, it's one of these <laughs> dark, yes. apocalyptic Vietnam movies that everything goes to shit. Yeah, because you never see the fucking comedy in Vietnam. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no musical numbers yeah. in Vietnam. <laughs> um, John C. Riley. So fucking good. Yeah, and um, so basically, they're, the platoon is stuck in Vietnam and shit starts to go yeah he was he was probably in his 20s and yeah when he did that movie yeah he looks super um, young in this and they get this Vietnamese girl and um they rape her and they all take turns raping her of course except Mike I call him Alex P. Keaton right. Michael J. <laughs> Fox um and there's a very dramatic scene where they ultimately kill the girl Sean Penn kills her and I remember I saw that movie as well as a kid 
And I remember thinking, I fucking hate Sean Penn. For years, I hated the guy because he's such a prick in the movie. Like, he's terrible. But the movie actually is really critically acclaimed. And it's... it's I, I feel that for like the Vietnam genre because I feel G- Vietnam movies could be a genre on itself. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not one of the more wild, widely known movies, and it is a, a great film. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of action scenes in it and a lot of war scenes, um, obviously. But um, but you know, Sean Penn, love him or hate him, he's freaking fantastic in the movie. Why so would you that hate I hated him? the guy? Well, you hated him because he was a good actor. Yeah, you yeah. Believe well, you, but you know, I was like eight yeah. or nine. No, years I get old, it. So, I, I, I understand. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and this poor girl, yeah. like, I fucking hated. Uh, I hated Dolph Lundgren for years. Yeah, yeah. I was a fucking commie bastard. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a fucking long time to be like, oh. And even then, it was when Expendables came out. I was like, all right, want the same team now? I'm watching you though. Right, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's one of these guys, you know, that's like. In, as in, we say in Spanish, tremendo hijo de puta. Like yeah. his face, like in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he's freaking nuts. And well, yeah. look, at it, look at his face on the poster. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. much it. And you know, Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox. He's a hero and the good guy. But whatever. I mean, it's, it's all about. He's something. a little shaky. Oh, oh fuck! What? What? I meant as in I meant that he was young and naive and the, his character. God, you guys. What he meant was that there's a very oh famous God. scene when they're on a bridge and the bridge was shaky. shaky. That's what you meant. Yes, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> so casualties of war. What? You know, I, I gotta watch this. It's Brian De Palma. I, I'm yeah, a fan. Palma. I'm a fan of. of, uh, of it's De Palma. not a feel good movie of the year. But, <laughs> well, you know, unless what? you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched. Um, I watched Platoon like five years ago, and I hadn't seen it in forever. And, and even then, when I had seen it 10, 15 years earlier, it was in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and watched Platoon like five years ago, and I was like, "Man, this is so fucking heavy!" Like I yeah. was yeah. so I didn't remember, or I didn't acknowledge, I didn't even, I just, you know, one of those things that you just take for granted. How heavy of a movie Platoon was, and Casualties of War is right up that same alley where you're like, "Oh my god!" Because I think that especially with Vietnam movies, as you become older and you understand Vietnam, and you see the movies, now yeah. you, you have a, mm-hmm. a perspective of it, and it's like shit. You know, it's not not a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I think that the directors in the '80s were trying to convince Convey that they were yeah, trying to a, convey to the public. They were trying to convey to the public, like, "Hey, this wasn't fucking shits and giggles. We should have never have been." Like they have, yeah. they have strong. It had it had views. been long enough where like it was okay to talk about it now, right? Because you're talking about like you know ten years have passed, yeah. But it's still in the public consciousness because you're still getting talk about right. like so poss- recent po- enough possible that there was direct possible, consequences, you know, hostages right. still yeah. left over there, yeah. Right. Um, you know, and and hearing about these guys who are committing suicide, you know, yeah. because they they can't get their lives together after after they come home. So yeah, I gotta watch this. Yeah, great movie. I love the fact that you're like you say the most depressing shit ever, and then you go, yeah, I gotta watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's gonna, these guys he's kill themselves. Af- he's gonna make an afternoon of it. He's gonna watch Death Wish one, two, and then this movie. Yeah, yeah just to keep the 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 rape marathon going. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Please time. Don't what's the time again. of that? Please and then you could timestamp. And then you could end it with, with a Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah, just a, a palate cleanser. That's gonna be when the re- one movie that the guy doesn't die. <laughs> when we remake the the intro, that's gonna be yeah. And David, Let's keep the rape marathon going. That's it. We found his new one. Oh, please don't. Do that. Goodbye, <laughs> career. <laughs> You could forward your, you could email your complaints to uh, rapelover94 <laughs> at aol.com. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, is that too far? Was that too much? Oh, that oh, was, that was, that too was much. excessive. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jeff. All right, so my number three is a little bit. Uh, I wonder if somebody actually goes to that email. <laughs> that would be great. I'm gonna send a strongly worded email to this person. Um, <laughs> some guy, some guy named like Todd or something. Yeah. Like Missouri's like, why do I keep getting this guy David's <laughs> yeah. emails? What's going on here? I don't know why he speaks that way. <laughs> All right, Dave from Missouri. Right, Dave. Yeah. From Missouri out of all places. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, if he's Missouri. on AOL, he's probably over forty. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone knows that people over forty live in Missouri. That's, right? That's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm moving there next year. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh wow, yeah? No. No. Oh. <laughs> what are the chances? All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, what are the odds that you picked the state DJ's moving no, to? No, 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 Um so my number three, I'm going to the Far East uh, for this one, and it is Police Story by Jackie Chan. Honorable mention for me. Um, this movie, the premise of it, it's the classic, he's a cop, he gets, um, he, he takes down a drug kingpin, has to protect the secretary of said drug kingpin because she's going to testify against him. Case gets thrown out, kingpin now black uh, uh, frames the Jackie Chan's character for the murder of another investigator. So now Jackie Chan who was who was in his pocket. Correct. Right. So then now Jackie Chan's trying to clear his name and trying to you know get get you know get this guy back. Now the the there's a lot Meanwhile, of Meanwhile protect the witness that Correct. is going to testify against him. Now there's some really cool action scenes. Is there's this some- not you are you not describing Rush Hour? It seems a lot like Rush Hour and protecting the witness and the whole. Okay, right, on, but but police story came out in. Uh, it's also a joke. Yeah. I, I know, I know. It was a, it, was it wasn't exactly Rush Hour. Rush Hour was yeah. the niece of a. Yeah, yeah. Know. So, um, but there's some re- there's a really cool car chase in it. Um, Amazing car chase. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some. That's the, the one with the bus, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Is that the one? Is that the? Is that the one with him in the yellow jumpsuit? We talked about this. Did we talk about this? No. no that you're was thinking Bruce operate? Lee and Game no. Of Death. I'm not talking about Bruce. No. Lee. Had, no. There was a Jackie <laughs> Chan movie no, that he no, had an orange jacket, and then they had a ladder um, scene. Yeah. Him, it, oh no! A Rumble in the Bronx. No. 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 no it False. was. It was the one with the aquarium. That there was an aquarium in it. I'm trying to remember the name. Operation Condor. Maybe go ahead. I'll look it up. I remember him in like a black. Jumpsuit for Operation, Operation Condor. Condor. So I'm trying to think of what it what it is. Right, go ahead. But anyway, so the big, it's a really cool story. Um, the big sell of the movie is the final. Are you thinking Supercop? Maybe it might be Supercop. Yeah, is is the final scene? Yeah, it's these are like some of the most death defying stunts. Yeah. that um, you and I had talked about this movie. It I don't know a, the famous ladder scene in First Strike. First oh, okay. Strike. That's All the right. one that he's okay. Uh, you and I had talked about this movie maybe like two years ago, and uh, you were like, "Oh, you got to watch this movie." I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna get right on it." I didn't get right on it. Right. And when we discussed doing this, it was like, "Fuck, I didn't get right on it. I need to watch this." So I saw this last night for the first time. What? Yeah, Jesus. I had never seen Police Story. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Like the stunts were crazy, and yeah. that, the one you're talking about at the end where he's sl- from the top floor of like a four story mall. Fucking, maybe, yeah, maybe well, even higher. Younger yeah. Jackie Chan, imagine that. Yeah, he, <laughs> but he, he slides down he sli- this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Through first strike. First strike. Okay. He slides down this pole from the top, 
and he does the stunt. Yeah, dragging and, all of these lights with him, and all the lights are bursting, and there's like fucking like electrical sparks flying everywhere. It's one of the most impressive things you've ever seen. Yeah, and it, it's just it's a cool movie. It's got really cool action scenes. I've always loved Jackie. <laughs> I'm Chan. I'm just thinking about the scene you're describing, and I'm just thinking about Jackie Chan sliding down, and I'm thinking of the of the soundtrack. It's like this boy is on fire. All sparks flying, like yeah. this summer. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's definitely one of those because Jackie Chan is not a good actor, but he what? that man that man can well. You want to talk about charisma though? That guy, he's yeah, got, he's yeah. not only is he charismatic and he can sing, mm-hmm. but he, that guy can organize a stunt like nobody's business. Yeah, um, there's there's a couple really good comedic sequences in there. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember the one with the phone. Yes, where he's in the police precinct after he seemingly botches up the case, which of course he didn't. It's you know this drug ping, right. kingpin that's that's trying to peg this all on him. Uh, he basically gets demoted and he's answering phones uh-huh. in like this little little town, you know, police precinct. And he's juggling these five phones and he keeps like fucking up which phone he's on. So like one woman says, oh, my, my husband beat me. His girlfriend calls like, oh, we're going out to have dinner with my mom. Uh, some, some other woman calls and she's like, oh, I've been raped. Another guy says my cow has been stolen. And he's trying to talk to all these people at the same time. And he's like, okay, so when did you say you were raped? And he's like, no, no one raped my cow. And then like someone else <laughs> yeah. chimes in and, and you know, uh, okay, so uh, did you say your, your husband beat you? You beat your husband? She was like, no, he raped me. Why are you making this worse now? You know, it's, it's really yeah. funny, and then he starts hanging up on the wrong people. Yeah. It's, th- there's a lot of comedy like that. Of course, it's all physical, right? It's, you know, it's Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. But yeah, um, I think it's a definite watch that if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. So it's Police Story. Okay. Uh, Police Story. All right. So my number three is uh, one of uh, the staples in uh, the 80s genre. Uh, and is one of the things, one of the movies that has been, um, that has, what's that word I'm looking for? Where, like, you know, when, you remember when a Matrix came out and everybody was doing like a Matrix type of thing? Where they're, Most it, influential? Influential, I would say, yeah. The game changer. It's. A, I think it's a game changer. I think it was very influential. Uh, and most importantly, it still holds up. It might be the movie that holds up most in my list is the original Karate Kid. So, oh, it's a great movie. Right. That's yeah. my okay. number three. Because that was a coming-of-age story. That was... I mean, don't get me wrong. Daniel Chan is definitely the villain. Right. Fact. Definitely he's the villain. Not, he's, yeah. yeah. He's definitely the antagonizer. Fact. Uh, gonna be a mm. dick about it. Johnny was just trying to fucking talk to his girl. He's gonna be a fucking, fucking dick about it. Uh, but uh, I legitimately <laughs> love this movie. Series, you? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I haven't even seen the whole thing. I've seen only two, se- two I, episodes. But I felt this way about John. Like, if you go back and watch it, even <clears> as a adult, I, again, I haven't even watched the entire Corporate Kai series. I've already watched two episodes, the ones that were for free. And <laughs> and then, uh, but f- for years, I've rewatched The Karate Kid over and over again, and I love it. But I always think, I mean, just leave well enough alone. Just fucking mm-hmm. leave. Stop. Like that scene in the fucking in the Halloween party. Like when he. I'm like, just why? Why are you? Yeah. Why are you doing it? You're getting. You're gonna get your ass kicked. And sure enough, he gets his fucking ass kicked. And you go, yeah, no, you deserve that. That's yeah. that's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think you deserve to get your ass kicked by four dudes, but yeah. yeah I mean, I I. This is one that I I think of more of as a drama. 
than than an action movie. But like, I mean, it's a movie about martial arts. Like, it's got plenty of action scenes in it. Yeah, I don't think it's a movie as a drama as, at all, really. Uh, I mean, not saying that there's no drama. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking when I think about Karate Kid, I go, it's an action movie. Um, but uh, the score is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the best. <laughs> no one's gonna stop it now. Oh, th- watch out somebody might mute this one too i i love this movie though this is one of those movies where uh as a kid i saw it and it gave me the love for martial arts that and elizabeth you know, shoe ma- uh, yeah uh, that made me want to go out and study martial arts it did the same thing to me except that we were poor so that didn't happen but hmm. um i really wanted to i'm like i want to study martial arts and then uh this movie was fantastic i mean you you watched that that whole training sequence when he finally puts together that it, you know miyagi wasn't just yeah uh making him a slave it was like oh shit you've been teaching me something throughout i mean that, I right. thought that was fantastic there's some really i Iconic shots in this. Yes, yeah, the crane kick, the crane kick, both at the beach and the final scene. The wax on, wax off. The, but I like, also think that that's a movie that had a social impact because, I mean, everybody wanted to be him. Yeah, even though he was an asshole, as yeah. you say, but everybody wanted to be him. And and I, I mean, I wanted a red hoodie because he had a red hoodie in that yeah. like that's how fucking like I, as a kid i was like i want i need that sweater i need that fucking i, I never got it but i'm saying I, I, <laughs> I, I wanted it. when i grew up and i had money and i saw a cobra guy hoodie i bought it right. and when i met the three of them at a con i wore that shit yeah. Yeah. and i looked at ralph macchio and i was like no i'm gonna stand next to yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> ralph macchio like, made a pact with the devil who until like i recently looked 20 yeah uh, yeah 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 he was in dancing with the stars right a few years yeah, ago and he looked like it was still yeah daniel son and, and then <laughs> the pack apparently he broke the pack because it just all went to <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, had to happen sooner or later no nah. but I, I love this movie so uh the karate kid uh i would say it's a late entry in my list because it was one of those where i kind of had my top seven and then i remember this one and i was like well i if i if i don't put this on my list i'll be cheating you know, nine-year-old Neri out right. of this because I love this fucking movie so much. It's quintessential '80s. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, and a big cultural impact. And I mean, I, I it's still a classic. I bought a mm. Cobra Kai T-shirt literally like two months ago, so it wasn't like oh, I bought it for this podcast. Like I was literally like, oh no, I have a Cobra Kai T-shirt. So and I say it's it's it it had like a cultural impact because I think it was one of like the first movies that. I mean, it was marketed. It was marketed generally, you know, had like a general market. But you know, little boys like picked up on it, and you know, from Halloween costumes to you know wanting to be the Karate Kid to spinoffs and all that. Yeah, so, you're right. I, how many costumes have you seen of people with the skeleton hoodies? Yeah, like the dressed like mm-hmm. the skeletons with the with the hoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all over the place. I love this fucking movie. It's a great movie. Love movie. Great and uh, the remake was great too. With uh, it was it. it was fantastic. it was yeah. I still haven't seen it. It's really great. It's really good. It, it rivals the original. Like, it's really good. I don't think it rivals the original, but it is good. Well, he, he likes to dread, so. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good movie. I said I like watching it. Right. So, uh, so number threes are Die Hard, Casualties of War, <clears throat> Police Story, and The Karate Kid. Karate. 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 All right, number two. My number two um, is... <laughs> um, the Road Warrior, Mad Max Two. Oh, okay, I knew this would be on your list. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've <laughs> not surprised. We, uh, I, I think the only time I've spoken about this movie on the podcast is when we did the Mel Brooks Mountain, or not yeah. Mel Brooks, Mel Gibson. Mel Brooks. That, that was the Mel Brooks Mountain. <laughs> 
Like, all right. <laughs> I'm the road warrior. <laughs> Look out, evil. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. You get, want this car? Get your, get your humongous ski mask right here. <laughs> um, I think the only time I've talked about it on the podcast is on the Mel Gibson episode. But privately... Um, I have often talked about The Road Warrior as being one of my favorite action movies. I mean, I watched it because of that. I watched mm-hmm. uh, 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 Road Warrior. Was it this one? How many of them did I watch? Two? There's four. I know I didn't watch Thunderdome. That's my least favorite. I watched Road Warrior for sure. That's the one with the kid, right? With the little... With the fucking kid that's an no, animal? Waterworld. Yes, yeah. <laughs> also, also Waterworld. Also yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the little kid. Yeah, that's... The that's, uh, I, that's Warrior? Yeah, it's just one kid, right? Yeah, it's just one because kid. Because Beyond Thunderdome has like a like a Lost They're Boys... Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see Beyond... I know okay. I didn't see Beyond So then, yeah, it would have been that I didn't one. see uh, Tina Turner. Right. Okay, so, so yeah, it was... <laughs> she was in Beyond Thunderdome. Yes, yes. She was like the, the main villain. Two men enter, one man leaves. Wait a minute, I didn't... Wait, she's... That's the one she's in. Yeah, the third one. No, no, the third one. The third one. She's the third one. Oh, I didn't okay. see. Uh, she's, I know I, I didn't see that name, one. But she, she's the the one who runs uh, that whole city. Thunderdome? The Thunderdome. Well, thing. the Thunderdome is just the dome, but yeah. she runs the city. Wait, when did the first one come out? First one came out in 1978 or 79. Uh, it was it was 70s. Because the Tina Turner one was like 85, something like that. Yeah. The second one, 81. Was, was it eighty one? Well, Road, Mad Max two. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Mad Max two was was eighties. I think the first one was either seventy eight or seventy nine. Um, I I really like that first Mad Max movie. Uh, but what happened in that one? That one is the one where his wife and son are killed, and it's primarily a revenge movie Correct. where um, he uh, he chases down the gang and one by one just goes systematically uh, murdering them. I don't remember I saw that one. That, one, that, I, one's, in, that one's really good. Because in part two, he they have he has flashbacks right. to the wife and kids. So now I'm trying right. to remember if I they, it becomes convoluted in my in my memory bank. This is the bad guy from two. I know for a fact I've seen two. Which yeah. which is uh Rufio he's, he's, from he's, Hook. He's, well, yes. But no. he's also in commando. That's uh Yeah. With the Freddie Mercury. <laughs> right. Freddie Mercury from Commando. <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> anyway, the um, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. The, the, the story. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. but everybody does. Everybody who's seen yeah. Commander goes, "Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Freddie Mercury." Yeah. Mercury. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second. I was like, "Nope, that's accurate. That's accurate." His his chainmail vest that's actually a sweater. Yeah. Correct. Um, Correct. So um, the the story itself is nothing. Uh, it's nothing new. It's it's a it's a guy who uh, it's it's no different than any other uh, like. Ronin movie where you know this this roaming warrior stumbles upon a, a problem and he shouldn't get involved but yet his his moral compass won't allow him to turn away of course so he gets involved and he helps protect this uh this little settlement that has been uh built around an oil rig yeah but he gets involved Initially, out of selfish reasons. Correct. He was going to steal the oil. He was gonna right. Steal, no, it wasn't even stealing. It was like he was going to get his share. Like I'll, right. I'll do this for you if you give me some. Right. Yeah. Cash. He was. Yeah. He just wanted to to go on his way, but eventually he couldn't turn a blind eye to it. Um, and he w- once he sees. Is that how you see it? That's the way I see it. I t- I got to be honest with you, man. The way I see it is that he went out to get gas for himself, and uh-huh. then he's willing to do whatever it takes to get gas for himself. And then in doing that mission, he encounters the bad guy, humongous, yeah, uh, who is such a dick that yeah. he was like, "Now nah, I want to kill you." 
Like now you made it personal. Like I, that's the it way could I be saw like it. That. I never saw it as in, oh, I'm gonna help these people. I, I saw it more as in, I really want to kill that fucking guy. It just so happens to be that that guy I really want to kill because he's super fucking annoying and doesn't shut the fuck up, is the guy that's giving you guys problems. It, well, here's the thing. I, I see, I see that, and that makes sense to me. Maybe I'm just a cynical guy. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's cynicism. I think it's that you don't know his backstory. Right. Okay. He was a cop. Okay. And he was he was not a corrupt cop either. He was a cop who genuinely wanted to protect people and wanted to do good by people. And you see that in that first movie. Okay. And you see some of that man shine through in that second movie where like the progression of like this post-apocalyptic universe that they're living in, like you see him broken. He's a broken man in this. Right. He's not nearly as broken as he is in in Beyond Thunderdome, mm-hmm. but he's well on his way there. I so you, you, you th- see that character progression throughout yeah. those three movies, uh, which is the best thing of Beyond Thunderdome is seeing how far off you know the the, the ledge he is at that point. He's off the reservation. I've uh, I I I gotta be honest with you. I watched so when I watched uh, Road Warrior, the whole time because I know it's a world that doesn't have gas. The whole time I'm like, this is the stupidest car to fucking be driving in this mm-hmm. fucking time. Like all these cars, all of them. I was just like, you're just gonna be driving across the fucking desert. Like you don't know when your next gas tank of gas is. Like I I get scared driving on fucking a quarter tank when there's 18 million gas stations in my house <laughs> around my house. I'm just like the whole movie. I was just like, oh, she's gonna be fucking. I yeah. mean, she's gonna run out of gas. Well, truthfully, I I think that. The premise, you gotta live on the edge a little. <laughs> I think There's that triple A, you're fine. The the premise of Fury Road of that most precious resource being water and not oil in this post apocalyptic yeah. world is a better premise. Yeah, I agree. But that's not what they did with this one. Right. <laughs> Your water world, there right? You water world, yeah. It's all intertwined. Yeah, there you same go. universe. Same what if fucking yeah. universe? What if Free World and and, uh, and, and water, water world were yeah. the same? So um, what if they get there and it's fucking Kevin Costner? <laughs> it, oh my god! Fucking, we gotta make this movie. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the the action <laughs> scenes are. It's the son of Dennis Hopper, but he also has an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. He just wears his dad's eye patch. And he lifts it up to talk to you. Yeah. To look you in the eye. Look me in the eyes when I'm talking to you. Why but don't you? He lifts it up and the eyeball is a yellow happy face. <laughs> oh! Last action hero. Now it's all connected. Jesus. And then it pans out. And, and you're watching a movie. And you're watching the movie with the audience. With that kid. My mind just was blown. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> Uh, the the action to get back to Road Warrior, the action sequences I think are fantastic. Uh, that final chase, which is like a half hour long uh, chase with with the tanker, is some of the most tense movie moments that I still I I watch that movie still I I watch it I I don't rewatch movies frequently. But the ones that I do like that that I rewatch, I'll rewatch them once every like two years, three years. It's very odd that I watch a movie like once a year. I thought or, you were gonna say like I don't watch, I don't rewatch movies often. But when I do, it's The Road Warrior and Terminator, yeah. <laughs> and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, but yeah, th- those probably are the movies I rewatch the most. You know, and every now and then, like I, I'll rewatch a Bond movie. You know, I'll try to change it I up. I feel like such a weirdo. 
I watch movies that I like like two or three times a month. I used I watch to fucking I watch, I rewatched Creed again last night again. Like you don't know how many times I fucking seen a movie in the last year and a half that it came, since it came out in the last two years. I, again last night I'm like what? so I I, I used to do that. Like, I, I used to do that. I just I I don't um I don't have time for that anymore. Like, just watching like in the background I do that at work all the time on my planning period I'll put a movie on something I've seen countless times like I'll put on like like Texas Chainsaw Massacre while I'm grading just to have it oh, on in the background that's great. and I'll that's just you know, I'll just grade it yeah every now and then I have my fucking teacher's super angry <laughs> yeah. super Jesus angry Christ. he's grading like he's running for his life <laughs> uh, but yeah that tanker chase just blows me away every fucking time I love the way that the movie opens and closes with that almost like dreamlike sequence where it's you know the the boy the little animal boy uh talking about the road warrior as if he's this legend like was he even real you know uh he's remembering a time from his childhood you know is this exactly the way it went down the way the whole movie is presented uh you don't need to watch the first one to see this and it's because the first one wasn't even really widely released in the united states so when when george miller created this one saying all right i got a bigger budget because the movie did well in australia now i've got my sights set on the world let me make a movie that can work on its own which is why it's called the road warrior everywhere else except australia where it's mad max 2 so um i think the only the only movie that has ever topped that chase scene is fury road and, oh yeah with the uh, which is basically a, a chase scene that goes on throughout the whole movie and the oj one the OJ <laughs> chase scene is real good, real good. you're right it's uh, good but yeah I, I i still watch it my palms get sweaty um it's it, it's fantastic. I, I, when I love you this said movie. said that. I don't know why I thought about the boat scene in Speed Two Cruise Control. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I made you think that's of that. The longest. <laughs> I think I don't know if it's the longest scene that's uh, there. There's a record to that scene that it was like the longest recorded scene or like the longest destruction scene, whatever. That movie's so ridiculous. It um yeah, it's awful. Never seen it. And you should, you should you've never yeah. seen Speed, Speed Two. Oh no, I there's nothing about that movie. Here's the thing: if I'm watching a movie, like if I see a trailer and I go, "This doesn't interest me," I'm not gonna go watch it. Now, if I go, I'm not interested in it, and then everybody I know goes, "Bro, you have to see it." <laughs> Looking at you, well, you gotta see it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, but I never, I never thought that I was like, no, there's nothing that interests me about this movie. And then when you hear Sanjay Bullock talk shit about it, you go, ah, "I'm good. I think yeah. I made the right decision. I think mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'd rather go watch the net." Wow. <laughs> yeah. huh? Wow. Sandra Bullock in the net. Huh? Taking it back. All right. Here you go. Uh, DJ. All right. I'm going to get a go a little bit lighter here. Um, this is one of those that it could be a romance movie or it could be an adventure movie. Or as you said, you tie an adventure with action, which is kind of how I see it. But mine would be Romancing the Stone. Oh, my God. Thank you. For, thank you. Thank you so much. I love this movie. I love this so movie. There's a couple of reasons why I put that movie. That's a great movie. So again, I just I just love the reaction be, that you got be, from being the oldest that guy was the here. Weirdest. He's like, oh, oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, DJ, do, do you want to talk about the movie? I, I, you talk about I literally it. thought that you were having an orgasm. I was like, oh my god, this is yeah. awkward as fuck. Romancing the stone. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yes. Oh right there. Oh. oh yeah. So being the oldest one of the group, I that's another movie that I remember when I came yeah. out. Were you? Were you born? Seventy-eight. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, old. And that was one of those movies that was constantly on TV. And it was a lot of fun. And I think it's your, like, 
quintessential 80s movie in in terms of that um you know they're they they're in a foreign country there's all these like hijinks and you don't really know why the bad guy well you don't you know why the bad guy is bad guy in, in this case it's a treasure map right but you know it's there's murder but you don't really get phased by it there's comedy but it's not also hilarious there's and you, a little bit and of you don't know if michael douglas is conning her Right, right. You don't. Right. You have that twist of like, is he really falling for her, or is right. he really playing her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, you know. um, at first it was a play, right? At first, like, it seemed, it, it, it seemed, my interpretation is at first it was, and then he does genuinely fall in love with her. I think it's when his head falls in between her legs. Yes, I and then he looks up and it. he sees Kathleen Turner's legs. Yeah, and he's like. Oh, hello there. Can we talk about how <laughs> Kathleen Turner was so attractive? Oh, in my, the God. 80s, oh my God. And oh she ended up being Chandler's, you know, dad, dad. <laughs> and, and, most, and, more, and more accurately, it seems believable that she's Chandler's dad. And friend, like, <laughs> in the 90s, I was like, she went from like, hey, look, I have a sexy, like, uh, rough voice to like, oh, I'm a dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, oh, whoa, wait, wait. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I mean, that's not my cup of tea. That's what you like. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> went in Rome, but <laughs> I'm not doing this shit right now. Like, it just, but she was super, like, I, 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 yeah. I watched that for the first time maybe a year ago, last year, I remember, I forget, but I was texting Dave because he's such a huge fan of it and I was texting him and as I was watching it and I was like, man, she is fucking smoking. You're talking about her and Romantic. Yeah, and yeah, Romantic. Yeah. So she yeah, is that, fucking that, smoking. That era in like the, the early mid '80s, with that and like War of the World, uh, War of the Roses. Yeah. Sorry, um, what was the uh, the the postman only rings uh, twice? Yes. I think uh, was she, she banging was Michael that? Douglas? I think she was. They did enough movies together. <laughs> they did enough. You had enough time, buddy. <laughs> and that movie, the the final scene of that movie is probably, in my mind, one of the most ingrained mo- uh, scenes. Which it's the the part when you see his boots. Oh yeah, and, then, and he he had just the last time he saw him, he was chasing a fucking yeah. alligator. And then you, she gets on the boat, and the boat moving through New York City, the yeah. sailboat. That's like one of the most like I, I, for me like scenes that I remember the most. Like it's like ingrained in my head. Um, and I, then Alan Silvestri's score starts up again over it, which is so eighties. Yes, with yes. with that that fucking like horn, the do 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 do. But you know what I think is great about that movie is that you watch that movie now, and obviously it's very eighties. But it's not all. It's cheesy, but not cheesy in a bad way. You don't watch mm-hmm. it now. You go, "Wow, this is garbage." What the hell were yeah. they thinking? I think for all you know, all 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 in all in all, it holds up. It holds up pretty well. I think so. And I saw it for the first time last year, and I liked it. Uh, I, I I wasn't like in love with it like you guys are. Like because David was raving about it. I'm like, all right, I'll fuck I suck this movie's movie. dick like straight up. I, <laughs> I, I clearly I, we heard you. I, I, yeah. I love I love this fucking movie. This is one of those movies that came out like right after Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. That was trying to capitalize on this like adventure, you yeah. know, thing that was going on. And I think that of the Indiana Jones clones, quote unquote, that you know came out right around that time this is the best one yeah my favorite part about this movie is that they the fact that when she's typing and she's writing a story it mm-hmm. jumps like you know what I mean like it has these actors yeah it has her in different roles because it's showing the novel yeah know, when she's, she's writing the novel when she's writing the novel the and I love that like fun little uh kind of uh what's that word I'm looking for um 
when you're when you're like it, it's metal yeah very kind of metal kind of it's not metal metal but it's kind of like this fun like hey look where it's a story within a story yeah and I, yeah and, and, I'm a, I, and that, I like that, that movie that movie well since you're closer to my age maybe i don't really remember i'm but, closer to your age buddy i'm older i'm the second oldest here oh you are yeah i thought you were 30 no oh. i'm oh, the young guy i'm 31 <laughs> um god that, bless you that, god bless that you, movie was a huge hit like i remember mm-hmm. everybody saw that movie it was, yeah it was very popular but yeah Romancing the Stone. I like that. Hey. Jewel and Nile is real good too. It's not nearly as good as Romancing the Stone, but I like it as well. Okay. Jeff, my I number two. Talk about it. I don't know if you guys saw this coming, but it's Predator. All right. Oh man, I love this movie <laughs> because of my. Uh, I, I like Nary also did like one movie per person, and so this one didn't make it, but. Oh man, I, I, I figured the other one. I know the other one that's mo- n- I'm n- n- 87% sure that's on his mountain, on Neary's mountain. But out of th- the two of them, Predator to me. Scratch that off my list. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, Predator. It, it was. It's you've got your. It's the sci-fi. It's got mm-hmm. the cast of characters. You know, with Jesse Ventura, with with so you know, it, like all of them I together. Ain't got time to bleed. It's got so many one liners. So, yeah, Get to the chopper, yeah. like you know, stick, stick around. around. Oh, that yeah. might be my favorite one. My fucking favorite. I can't believe Get to the Chopper made more. It's still being used now. He mm-hmm. says in interviews, he says that that's the quote that he gets the most, even more so than uh, a la Vista. Like he still wow. gets get to the chopper more by fans that tell him his lines. He says like, and it is, he says that it's not even close. They ask him, "Oh, which is the even most? more than I'll be back?" All of them. He says wow. he like he says get to the chopper. He goes, "There's I'll be back." There's also la vista. There's a, he goes nothing. He goes, "I get get to the chopper." People yell that from across the street. Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he said that he gets that more than any other line. He loves it. He he's, you know. It might be the delivery. Like he's like shouting it at yeah. full. Force when he says that, you know, and it, it, it and there's no er in chopper. For him. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else says chop get off. to the chopper, chop and he says get to the chopper. <laughs> like, the, I mean, it's got the iconic scene which Neri did. Did you get the shirt finally of the two of them? When no, when I wanted to. Yeah, Dylan, yeah. you son of a bitch. But yeah, <laughs> fucking 80stees.com is, is like fucking yeah. $35 for a t-shirt. Like, calm the fuck down, guys. But, but they have you, you know, pushing too many pencils, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you and son of a bitch. It's just, you know, to me, and the fact it introduces probably my favorite alien creature in cinema, which is the Predator. The Predator. I fucking love the <clears throat> idea of the Predator, the backstory. You don't get it much in this, but you eventually start anytime, getting back home. Anytime, it's just such a cool character and then each of them dealing with him mm-hmm. like um fuck I'm, I'm f- brain farting on his name um Dutch. the one no that fights him on the on the log oh, with the, the Mexican the, the Me- Mexican yeah was he Mexican yeah, yeah, yeah. or he's supposed to be Native American I thought oh was, you're talking about Billy Billy, Billy. no no he's Native American Native American yeah, yeah they, they mention what, what tribe he's supposed right. to be from but that's my favorite when, when he when he but cuts himself yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, I, then, I, and then all you do is you hear the scream, and it's not like he's got this deep voice. Right. But what you're hearing is like this scream of like horror. Right. He wanted oh, to be a congress. He wanted to be a congressman. That's Jesse Ventura. No, no, no. He, also, he did. He didn't make it, but he went. He. Oh, he, he ran. He ran. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I think he did softcore porn for a while. Do you know Entertainment Weekly? Oh, okay. <laughs> the 22nd best action movie of all time. Which oh, one? Wow. Predator. Predator. Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. 
Hmm. Well, of to, all time, of all time. I mean, I can't even argue, man. I can't. Yeah. I love this fucking movie. I love that fucking the, movie. The a lot. final fight in this movie is it's probably one of the coolest countdown. fights when he just covers himself in the yeah. mud. He's just you know pinned up. Does that you know he does the the the. the Rambo, yeah, like, he does. <laughs> he does, which I don't know which one came out first, but I think he, First Blood came out. First Blood Part Two came out before, Predator. but it's it's just such a cool scene, and it's just like, come here, yeah. do I'm it, here. I'm do, coming. It. do it, do it. Right one here. of my favorite memes is when they put that scene and they said, "This is what happens when you wake up two minutes before your alarm clock." <laughs> <laughs> do it already! <laughs> come on, do it. <laughs> But yeah, and that's all I think about now. When you, when I wake up two minutes before my alarm, and I'm looking at the tower like you motherfucker, do it already. Come on, fucking do it. <laughs> but yeah, so predator. Se lo llevó la selva. Yeah. <laughs> so you said that that gets to the chopper. The chopper is his most like quoted to him. To him. To him. That's yeah. what he said in interviews. He said he said that get to the chopper is the line that fans come up to him and say and repeat to him the most. Right. More oh. so than uh, I'll be back. More so than. Then hasta la vista, he said, he, and he says it, the way he said it made it seem as if it wasn't even close. He goes, "Oh no, no, get to the chopper." And he's like, "That's, that's <laughs> wow, not even like I, I wouldn't have thought that." Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't have thought that either. Sc- they made a w- scotch about it. There's a get, there's a scotch that just can remember that that article. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember if it was a, it was like Dutch's get to the chopper or mm-hmm. something like that. They made this company made a scotch <laughs> that was about it. But yeah, I think it's a great action movie. I think it's it's got a, a great cast of characters. Yeah. So Predator is my number two. The reason why, I, because I put made myself that rule of like only one per actor, and the reason why I didn't go with Predator is because. In my mind, as much as I know it's an action movie, I also see it as a sci-fi movie. Right. I think the so first half is more action, with the last half being more sci-fi. Right. Because then when yeah. the predator makes himself, mm-hmm. of you know, seen or whatever. But I, to me, you know, you'll see when I when, when I mention which movie of his, because it's obvious that I fucking picked a movie of his. Right. Uh, that is on my list. You're. You're gonna see that it's not because I think one is better than the other one. In fact, I would, I would, there could be an argument saying that Predator is a better movie because mm-hmm. okay. you could watch it now in 2019 and go, this fucking movie still holds yeah, up. Like it, it, holds it could up. come out today it, and still look at and, yeah. and, and, and and if it came yeah. out today, it would still be the best Predator movie that they have. Yeah, like it's really fucking good. I love that fucking movie. I there's if nothing... it came out today, it would make my list of top ten movies. Of 2018. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. Like, I, it's really good. But the only reason to me is to make it easier for myself. I was like, look, man, it's you know, if you if you if it's more of a if it's if you also think of it as a sci-fi movie, then it's easier to justify going with the other pick. The other and one. That's, mm-hmm. and that's what I, that's yeah. what I did. And if, I it's, and if the other pick's the one that I'm thinking of, it is definitely more of a straight action movie yeah. than this one. Every other movie he's made is more of a straight action movie than this one because every other movie he's made is a straight action movie. This yeah. is the only one that has, except well, for Terminator. Terminator. And, right. Yeah. And Junior. Right, and twins, kindergarten cop, man. If you watch kindergarten cop for the first half hour, you forget. Yeah, we all think about like, oh, yeah. it's not a tumor and the fucking scenes with the kids. But the first half hour of that movie is intense, pretty yeah. fucking intense. Yeah. yeah, he was showing it to his fucking son recently, and yeah, he's like, oh, and this. I will never again put it on for. Well, not never again, but it, it'll be a little while before I put it on for him. There was a fucking heroin overdose in that movie. Like, there's like a fucking You're there's, right. Like, there's like, he asked, oh, a prostitute. Like, it's not even like a fucking normal. Like, it's a regular. It's a prostitute. He asked me. He was like, what is 
that I'm like, it's bad medicine. He doesn't realize that the medicine has gone bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You always check the expiration date. <laughs> always <laughs> on your heroin. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's there's a there's a so uh, people forget. I, I know a kindergarten cop. I know we were joking around, but I'm like, no, that, that first half hour of that movie yep. is like legit yeah. a, a fucking action movie. Uh, all right, so um, you're number two. My number two uh, segue into that is Commando, and yeah, that's exactly tabled. Oh, that's exactly the one that I. <laughs> it, it was be. either Predator yeah. or Commando. Yeah, it was. Yeah, th- those those were the two I was between. <laughs> yeah, and again, my only reason was because uh, I used a sci-fi angle. I so but I could, used it on purpose just to be able to justify like, hey, this is makes an easier right. decision for me. All right, so the number twos were Road Warrior, Romance in a Stone, Predator, and Commando. So, uh, honorable mentions. You want me to read first? Are or? you going which page? Are you going I, I have Geekmore's up. Okay, so I'll go. I'll go to my page. Okay. Go so on Geekmore, Jemiah, he's got um, from one to four: Predator, Aliens, Die Hard, and Raw Deal. All fantastic picks. Honorable mention: Rambo Two, Lethal Weapon One and Two, Missing in Action, RoboCop, Top Gun, and Rocky. I'm assuming Rocky Four. That could be three. Awesome. Well, because he put Rock IV. Yes, yeah, so that's three. Rocky Four. Yeah. Um, and then Daniel Romero has from one to four: Die Hard, The Terminator, Empire Strikes Back, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all we have on Geekmore. Brian Coronado puts uh, Commando, Predator, RoboCop, and Aliens. Uh, Adam Ginsberg put Big Trouble in Little China, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. That's a great. Oh one. fuck! Yeah, that time I forgot that one. <laughs> I mentioned it to you in our chat. No, I, I didn't remember. No, you, I, you said American Ninja, and I was like, oh no, but shit. no, but I had mentioned the Last Dragon to God, you. Son of a I go, bitch! I go, the Last Dragon's an Fucking action movie, stupid right? Stupid Robocop. God damn you! <laughs> Damn you! If there was anything I played out more as a kid than a fucking walking robot is having a fucking golden glow. I swear to God, I had the golden glow the whole my whole. There was like three years where I fucking walked around with the golden glow. Anybody will play any games and be like, "Oh, I shot you! I had the golden glow, bitch!" You don't even know. You don't even fucking know. You can your bullets don't do shit against the golden glow. What? Oh, motherfucker! Who's the master? Fuck, not Neri. Not Neri. Not Neri. Matt. Uh, number three is Willow, which I don't. That's, Willow. That's, I don't see that as action. I don't see that as there's, action at I mean, all. There is action. There's action, but that's a fantasy movie. That's a fantasy movie. Yeah. Little people starring in a movie. Yeah. That's fantasy as fuck. Hey, so me Relax. I know. Uh, not not even in even in um, even in the Hobbit, which is supposed to be about little people. They got a regular sized person. Yeah, <laughs> never, never again did a little people did a little person star in a Hollywood movie. Yeah, it was him and the guy in the fucking in uh, in uh, oh, Kid lepre- Rock's entourage. The the, the leprechaun <laughs> movies. No, no, that was him, right? Was that him? W- it's Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis. Yeah, 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 he was a leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is a leprechaun. Yeah. Carolina Osorio put uh, First Blood. Wow, good for you, Carolina. Look at that. Fucking starting off strong. Uh, Die Hard, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, and Big Trouble in Little China. Well, good. So, um, Nelio put... All right, he changes a lot of times, so I had to go... Because uh, he started off with Die Hard, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blade Runner, and Ghostbusters. 
I commented and said, uh, it's funny how I would never... Interesting that you, that you see Ghostbusters as an action movie and not as a comedy or sci-fi. Not saying I disagree. I'm just saying it's interesting because most people see it as a comedy. I personally don't, but most people I do. I think it's interesting that he sees Blade Runner as action because Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies. I don't see it as action. I think it's interesting that he saw Blade Runner and didn't fall asleep. I think you need to because keep reading that's what I instead of did. talking I just fell asleep. I wish I was joking. That's a real thing. The worst. Uh, and then he put switch out Die Hard for RoboCop, and then he put Die Hard is overrated. That's what he wrote. Yeah, I know. I mean, people who, can be wrong. It's fine. So, who wrote Die Hard was overrated? Uh, this guy, Nelio uh, Costa. Wrong wrong people. Uh, so his list would then be <laughs> RoboCop, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blade Runner, and Ghostbuster. And then he wrote... So he originally had Die Hard? Yeah. And then took it out? Yeah, took it out. So it wasn't overrated when he put it originally. But then he thought about it, and he was like, uh... It makes no sense. Yeah. Thanks for listening, though, Nelly. For that, we're going to send him a picture of the Nagatomi Plaza right there. I actually agree with him. Uh, Yvette de la Rosa uh, put... Uh, so now you know you're definitely wrong. Die Hard, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Terminator, and Lethal Weapon. Uh, Alf, Laser Rays. Uh, put <laughs> RoboCop, Conan the Barbarian, Die Hard, and Bloodsport. Honorable mentions to Beverly Hills Cop and Running Man. I'm surprised. More. You haven't said your number one yet. No, but you tabled. I tabled. I tabled. Yeah. It's not. It, I, I see Conan the Barbarian as primarily a fantasy okay. movie. There are action. But now, you want to talk about Conan the Destroyer? That's more of an action movie. Okay. But either way, as much as I love them, yeah, Red Sonja is clearly better. So, oh my God, you have been so wrong on this. I've never seen you be more wrong than tonight. I've said I've said Red Sonja is better than Conan the Destroyer many times on this podcast. You always have, and yes. you've always been. So wrong. you act you act <laughs> surprised. Uh, Colin Bohannon put Top Gun, Rocky Four, Lethal Weapon, and Die Hard. I can't do Top Gun. And then Nelio said Rocky Four is my number one. Actually, changed my vote. <laughs> so Top, now he Top Gun, I think, is overrated. <laughs> I just I have a I like I, I like wall with him. I, I, I like Top Gun I like Top Gun a lot but I don't get the I don't get the love that Top Gun gets I mean it's, it's did good. you not see them play volleyball What the fuck man How do you That's my favorite scene Did you not see him fuck on a motorcycle with the fucking wind Bro This shit right here the fucking wind Like I said it's awesome but people talk about that movie like it's You're a wild man Dave <laughs> <laughs> You're dangerous. <laughs> You're dangerous. <laughs> Take my breath away. <laughs> I was like, how can I denote the mouth clamp? <laughs> Weird ass teeth chomp. Um anyway, so that that's that's what I have on the on the list. All right. So number one. Oh wait, I think I have oh. one on my personal page. Shit, I'm sorry. Oh. Hold on. Is that your list? That was my personal page. No, that was my personal page, and now on my comedy page, I apologize. I have a couple people. Uh Jason Pujo put uh, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Terminator, and Robocop. And Edwin Fuentes put Blade Runner, Robocop, Die Hard, and Predator. Might take out uh, one for Terminator, but he didn't say which one. So, Cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so I think what I'm going to do, because I still have a lot of movies on my honorable mentions list, is I'm just going to list movies uh, that neither we nor any of the people that you listed talk about. Mm -hmm. um, did anyone talk about Running Man? Yes. Okay. So not Running Man. Uh, <laughs> you just said wait, wait, man. wait a way to say it without wait, saying. Wait to not say Running Man. That's when somebody goes, a man who needs no introduction. That's your actual. That's actually your introduction. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, let's go. Lone Wolf McQuaid. 
Uh, I fucking love Lone Wolf McQuaid. Uh, gotta gotta have at least something about Chuck Norris on here. Uh, oh, thank God! I really didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> oh man, it's I legit awesome. didn't know what you're you talking know about. That, you know that fucking box that you bought? Uh huh. It's a tape with Chuck Norris. Oh, okay. No, I know Chuck Norris. I don't know Lone Wolf McQuaid. L- Lone Wolf McQuaid was like his breakout role. Okay. So he, is that the name of the movie? It's the name of the movie. Okay, I, yeah. I did it. I thought it was I thought it was a mission. His, uh, what's the other one? Missing in Action. Missing in Action. Missing in Action came out shortly after that, and Missing in Action is fantastic. But um, this is that was, when he comes out of the water? Yes. With the machine gun? Yeah. And then the uh, gun doesn't scene. lock up? No. Cool. No, it doesn't. Cool, 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 cool. This, this is of Hot Shots Part 2. There's right. no way that happened in <laughs> another movie. Um, also happened in Rambo. Did it happen in Rambo too? No. Yeah, he comes out of the water in Rambo. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the um, Lone Wolf McQuaid is the basis for Walker, Texas Ranger. It's a PG PG movie. It's yeah. his only PG movie. It's his, uh, uh, or not only because he good, did top- good guys don't wear black. Or good guys, good guys wear black, and he did Top Dog too. So it's probably it's his only it's his only good PG movie. Psychic, so sidekicks. I haven't seen Sidekicks in so long. I can't remember. I mean, was it, it, it Devin Sawa? No, it wasn't no, Devin Sawa. no. It, it was, was a kid uh, from Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a kid from uh, from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he wore a, Mar- a Marlins World Series championship huh. jersey fucking left before hanging. they won the World Series. <laughs> he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. There was a whole speculation. I think it, the jersey was off by like two years from when they actually won the World Series, the first World Series. That's a little freaky. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go Lone Wolf McQuaid. I'm gonna he go left him hanging in that movie. Uh, Damn it! You. Saw- <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to segue that joke. <laughs> no, he, he, he's, he's, I said it, but you guys were talking Damn. earlier. Like, no, I gotta repeat this. Uh, People gotta hear this. License oh. to Kill. Uh, let's go. Did you mean license to ill? Yeah, <laughs> that was a dope ass. Dope as hell. <laughs> Streets of Fire. I don't know if anyone what the here has fuck seen is that? that. What are you doing, man? Streets, you've never seen Streets of Fire. I've never even heard of this. That sounds like a fucking video game. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound. Like it a video does game. sound like a video it's, game. It's a. Uh, it's a rock and roll musical action movie. In the original NES. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like Streets of Fire. Now you're playing with fire. Like you that's what it says. With the power pack. Yeah. Uh, with the power glove. In, you gotta play with the power glove. It's in <laughs> it's in the family show, so you can watch it if you want. It's, it's sure. written and directed by uh Walter Hill. For whatever that's worth. You ain't going to see those The Warriors? You ever see The Warriors? Oh, I hate that movie, dude. Really? That's a, that's oh, one of the, fuck it's you. It's so fucking overrated. I'm sorry, man. As that great you. scene, that great speech scene, where it was like... Uh, With Cyrus. You yeah. respect Cyrus. Yeah, absolutely. Oh then the rest God. of the movie is like... Bleh. But The Warriors is 79. Yeah, no, 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 it's not. No, I mean, no, it, is, it is 79. The, the guy directed the guy, this the guy oh, wrote and directed, directed another this. movie that you've never yeah. heard of. He's also the guy who produced all the Alien movies. Okay, so uh, that's probably where you know him from. And then let's go. Because uh, I know my producers. They're like every time I watch a movie, I go, "I'm watching it for the producers." You know Steve <laughs> Milhouse, the second grip. From <laughs> he was also the sec- the the best boy, the best grip in. He was grip number three. And uh, I can't remember if anyone mentioned this or not, so I'll just uh, throw it out there: is Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nobody's like it. Yeah, like it. Snake Plissken. Mm-hmm. DJ? Mentions. Um, well, I, I think you mentioned a few. Um, I love Conan. Oh yeah, and I love. I, I like love- him better than Jimmy. <laughs> and I love Red Sonja. Oh, Red Sonja's the shit. Yeah. I mean that movie. Because you know who had. You know what? Who has? Uh, what's his name? The kid in Red Sonja. Oh, short round. Eddie. Uh, That's that short round. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember, but fuck, I forget his name. But he's also in Ninja Turtles Two: Secret. I mean, of that movie yes, gets a, he's the the pizza delivery yeah. guy. That movie the, gets a lot of yeah. shit, but that movie's actually not bad at I all. I fucking love that. Movie. And um, I mean, obviously, the Lethal Weapon movies I love. Um, mm. I would even put in there Tron because I love the original. I don't know if that would be action. I wouldn't qualify it as an action movie, but I do love Tron. Um, and I would put there also Terminator, the original one, mm-hmm. simply because Terminator Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would ha- I have to you know give credit to it's that. Fantastic! One. I love that movie. T One is probably like my second or third favorite movie of all time. I just I talk about it all the time. So I. All right, is that, that's it. Yeah. All right, so my honorable mentions are Tango and Cash. It's nice. The Last Dragon, because I don't know how you didn't remember that I, I told you about that. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's my number four. I don't know. I actually put Lethal Weapon two. I was talking to Dave about this. That to me, Lethal Weapon one's more of a drama than it is an action. Lethal Weapon two has way more action yeah. in it, and it's got the again the classic one line: diplomatic immunity. Yeah. It's been revoked. Like, <laughs> has there been any talk about retooling that series? Well, they it's have a show. The show. show is great, man. I haven't seen the show. The show is fantastic. Seen it now that uh, oh, I haven't seen it since yeah, since this guy who played Riggs left. Well, they got fired. Well, I got think. quitted. Yeah, um, Cobra. Mm. Especially for that opening scene from oh, fucking yeah. Cobra. Really? I, I like love, Cobra. I love Cobra for for all for the wrong reasons. Action? For all the wrong reasons. But that's yeah. why for the cheesy fact that he cuts his pizza with scissors. I, I, fucking, <laughs> I mean. And my last one is is the original Red Dawn. That's a great movie. Uh yeah. I don't know why I thought somebody was gonna say Legend. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, oh, I saw I the like, movie for the I first like, time last yeah. year. Legend? Yeah, and it was a. Ro- I mean, I have to. I have to see the director's cut because once you watch the movie, I felt like I'm like something's wrong with this. And then I did some research and I found out that, that the studio interfered with him so much with Ridley Scott that it, that when he came out with his director's cut, that's what he like. But they say it's like two different movies. So I haven't seen the director's cut, but the first one I thought I, had some very cool elements. But I was like, what the fuck is happening? It feels like a it feels like a really bad edit job. The director's cut is like readily available on Blu-ray. You can't get it digital anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um All right, Neri. Uh my uh honorable mentions are Robocop because uh that's not on my list. So Robocop. Uh, <laughs> uh Rocky Four, American Ninja, and uh Predator. And then I also put for good measure, I put Rambo Two and Lethal Weapon. Nice. Uh so that's it. So all right, number ones. Uh, we can finally talk about Commando now. Yes, Commando. Yeah, Freddy Commando's Mercury. my number one. Um, in the in the last like maybe three years, Commando has become the the Schwarzenegger movie that I rewatched the most. Um, more so than Terminator, even more than Terminator. Yeah, wow, that's um, a lot for you. That is a lot for me because I I love the first Terminator movie and I I I love T one more than Commando. Um, but to me, there's, there's something about Commando and I think it's the humor in it. Like, it's so funny and it's not funny all the time, but when it's- And it's not funny on purpose. Yeah, not always. No, no. (laughs) I eat green berets for breakfast. (laughs) Very hungry. Like, what? And I love that scene for that line. And then the very next line, 
when what's her name goes, oh, all this macho bullshit, and I go, oh, that's hilarious. Like, I just love it. I just makes me love it so much more. Yeah. The fact that she was able to read the instruction manual on a on a on a fucking rocket launcher, right? Bazooka, <laughs> uh, right? On, on a bazooka. No, no, you're right. It was. A I, I think launcher. it was a rocket you're launcher. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, before. They're able, like she, she's able to drive, following the 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 fucking uh, truck that he's being taken and that he's being arrested yeah, in. Yeah, the paddy wagon. Right, and she uses the fucking rocket launcher. Right, she blows up a store behind her because she holds it backwards. Can first. we talk about why there was an actual paddy wagon there to fucking take him in? Like he's one dude. Like it wasn't. That's just, that's not even a, the SWAT team didn't even come. No. Like it's just like why is a regular patrolman driving a fucking paddy wagon? Like that's not usually the way it works. It's usually <laughs> usually you bring a paddy wagon when the officers tell you, hey, there's so many of these guys that we have to fucking you need a larger vehicle. He's larger than life, Neri. This is <laughs> this is really? one of the things about this movie that I love is that if you try to justify things you can probably come up for a reason yeah, why yeah but it's better if you don't yeah. if you just accept it for how ridiculous it is the movie's even better the movie starts off with him fucking carrying a tree trunk on his yeah. shoulders yeah which he actually did yeah i mean why wouldn't you yeah. he's a fucking yeah he yeah. was you know i mean world's strongest mr, mr. Yeah. olympia Seven times, yeah, sure, it's fine. Like I, yeah. I think it's it's another day in the office. Yeah, yeah, of course, that's the way. Yeah, it, I love the fact that he puts a shirt on his shoulder because he's like, it's this will damage my skin. Yeah, <laughs> but it's rough, and I didn't put lotion. That's on actually his pencil. Like I didn't put. My, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fine that score, but I mean, yeah, 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 no, uh, and the and the one liner. Yeah. Lay was it lay off some yeah blow lay, blow off some steam blow off some steam. My favorite line in the movie though is um it's actually it's a callback to an earlier line in the movie where he's holding yeah, Sully S- over Sully. uh like Rodeo Drive or whatever yeah. it is and he says uh Sully remember how I told you I kill you last and he goes that's right John you did tell me that didn't you and he goes. I lied. And he just drops him. He yeah. fucking ragdolls all the way murder. down. Cold-blooded <laughs> as fuck. I love everything about that movie. Everything from the secret room where he has his guns in the, in the beginning. Yeah. Where he puts that code in. I was like, oh, we could do that? <laughs> we could have entire rooms full of fucking guns? Like, this is like seven-year-old Neri. I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, we're fucking going to have an entire room. <laughs> yeah. When I make it, uh, no. we're going to have We're going to fucking have entire rooms full of guns. And as a kid, I wanted to to reproduce that movie so often mm-hmm. and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before where I mean you talk about that scene there's so many scenes you talk about when he was on the beach getting ready to go oh into, yeah when he got when he put on, on, gear up on scene? the boat and he, yeah the gear up scene I made my mom buy me sleeveless vests <laughs> sleeveless jackets in Miami multiple times oh, yeah. just so I could fucking take him out and yeah. play as if I'm fucking John Matrix John Matrix and it's so fucking good and I I, I put I remember my, my mom must have looked out of the fucking window in the backyard so many times and saw me rubbing my hand my closed fist on my fucking body <laughs> she didn't know that in my imagination I was putting on the com- fucking the, the camouflage ink <laughs> on my body like that's what I, that's what he did I fucking did it and I love this movie like, so I'm much I'm not gonna like, lie really when did. I was a kid I used to watch that movie because of Alyssa Milano oh yeah oh, that was my first yeah. crush my first uh, first yeah, crush ever first uh, crush I think was either her or uh, um, if you're in your late 30s 40s she was your first crush it's either her or Kelly Kapowski and I can't remember mm. which is which I think it's 1A and 1B but I know Kelly Kapowski came a little bit later right because Alyssa Milano so was did I remind me I don't remember that he actually needed the camouflage 
Oh, no, he didn't. Right. Yeah, I mean. Well, camouflage is when you go in stealth. Not when you go in now, fucking blowing to, to everything his, up. To his credit, he does go stealth for about five minutes. Right. <laughs> right? When, because, he's put, when he's putting the C4 detonators, right. when he's putting the fucking. There's, there's a couple guys he takes down with his knife. Right. Uh, he he uses the throwing knives right. a couple times, but then there's one guy that for some reason he leaves up in the crow's nest, and that guy sees him, and then he turns around and fucking shoots that guy, yeah, and, and then it's all fucking it's, hell breaks loose. He blows open the, that scene. I replayed in Toys R Us. In Toys R Us, <laughs> I would get fucking guns in the gun aisle, in the toy gun aisle, and I would go and fucking shoot guns and then throw them on the floor because they ran out of ammo <laughs> and then get a fucking another one to the point that I had a Toys R Us, Toys R Us employee go, hey, you can't do that. Like, he like literally yeah. stopped me and I go, but it ran out of bullets. Like, I, mean, my, like, I justified this to the fucking Toys R Us employer. I was like, but yeah. it ran out of bullets, sir. What do you want me to do? This is useless now. Yeah. This does nothing. I can't kill imaginary bad guys that anymore. That might be the first time that I ever saw that also. Yeah. Because he's strapped. He's got, like, like fucking a thousand guns on right. him. And when he's done, when the fucking magazine is over, it's not, let me pull out another magazine. Yeah. It's drop the gun pull out the other one and it wasn't a magic uh bullet belt that had that rambo 2 had yeah that fucking magic bullet belt that he just the fucking it never went down no and when it did go down you could see it it went down and then they fucking did they showed what he's shooting up and then when it came back it was fucking long again it's like oh look at which to missing an action's credit that they do do Right. They they show they show the bullets and the M sixty going in and once it's done it's fucking done he's right. out he throws it on the ground and he well they also did, and like they also did another movie like a, the uh, uh what's it called um Untouchables they show him mm. fucking reloading and they show him yeah which is actually improv by Kevin Costner and Brian oh De- was it yeah Brian DeFond was like what the fuck are you doing he goes I promised my brother in law that when I ran every up, six that, shots every yeah. six shots I was gonna reload and it was gonna cause that and and that. That drama, he was like, "What the like?" That had that he was like, oh, "That's fucking stupid." And then when he saw him doing, he goes, "Oh, that's gonna build up tension and build up drama." Yeah, but that was all uh, Kevin Costner. Anyways, so Commando, fucking love this movie, awesome dude. Pick. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, everything about this movie, the ridiculousness, the escape out of the plane. Don't bother my friend. He's, He's dead, dead tired. tired. Holy <laughs> shit! Love that line. Holy shit! Fucking oh, fucking. That was he, another one that used to play a lot on TV. Jumped, jumped out of a fucking plane. The plane was taken off. Yeah. He fucking jumped out of a plane. That music is fucking the tits, dude. I love this fucking. That's movie. also James Horner. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier the first set of boobies I ever saw was in that movie when he kicks uh, yeah. Mac, Mac from yeah. Predator. When he kicks him into uh, the Green in, Beret. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Green Beret. When he kicks him into the the adjoining hotel, hotel room. Uh, motel room. Yeah. Uh, the the woman who pops up from the bed. No reason. No reason why she should be there, right? Or 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 pop up in that fashion. But that was the first set of movies I ever saw. Any question. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I am also thankful. To Richard Lester yeah. that he included that in the movie. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it was not cut out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, number twos are no, no, no number, one. number one. Yeah. All right. So so now it's DJ's one? turn. Yes, my that was that was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So my number one is not necessarily my favorite movie of the '80s or favorite action movie of the '80s, but I'm a, I'm a major Bond head, so I got to include a Bond. Oh yes. So my number one goes to um, the Living Daylights. Because, nice. Okay. Because um, again, not necessarily my favorite movie of the '80s, but for us 
Bonheads. Um, this was a breath of fresh air from the Roger Moore years. Um, Timothy Dalton was, a, in my opinion, a much better Bond than Roger Moore ever does was. I know a lot of people love Roger Moore, and they think that that is James Bond. But it, the truth is, his movies are the shit. You know, I, I got to be honest. In the bad way. <laughs> I got to be honest. With you. Uh, this is something that I've talked about with Dave before. I think Bonds are very generational. Like, yeah. if you grew up watching a particular actor as like if he was your first bond it's most likely your favorite bond yeah because there's an emo- emotional attachment yeah, emotional it, yeah. attachment to me my first bond the first bond movie i ever saw was goldeneye so my bond is pierce, uh, brosnan. pierce brosnan like that's my bond and so to me it's hard to swallow daniel craig because i'm like no pierce brosnan but i completely i'm 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 well i'm self-aware enough to be like that's uh, that's a me thing mm. that's right not, but, right, but like, like his favorite is was your first right sean connery yeah sean yeah. connery was his favorite because you have to see it in two ways right when you discuss spawn pierce bronson is all I, I can make the argument that he's also the one that like i most got into when when his franchise came when his part came out but you have to see it from what was Bond meant to be and the quality of the movies. And unfortunately, you know, we all know this. Movies from like the 70s have not held up well. Oh, don't, don't say that to David. <laughs> David will fight you on that. It depends on the movie. I, I agree with him on Roger Moore, though. There's very few Roger Moore Bond movies that they're, I they're legitimately awful. like. I mean, you watch them now and you kind of like, oh, you know. I can laugh at a lot of these movies. You could laugh at a lot of them, but. I the mean, last two that he did, though, are just plain boring. They suck. A Time to Kill. Uh, a View to Kill. A View to Kill and, and um, Octopussy, which I think is the worst or one. Horrible, uh, horrible. That he did. Um, and just um, Timothy Dalton was a, f- a breath of fresh air, as I said he you know he had that nice mixture of that he could kick your ass you know he was a good looking guy and the living daylights and license to kill the two movies he did were a lot darker than any other bond before and maybe even after it yeah i mean for a while Cer- certainly license to kill i think is the darkest of the i mean bond do you remember movies. the de- the the end that he gets stuck in um in license to kill um a lot of people forget that what's his name that was one of his first movies um Del Toro? Uh, yes. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro, that he's the villain in that movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that. And that part, you know, at the end when he gets ground up. Yeah, it's brutal. It, it's, brutal. it's pretty bad. Well, so, the way Felix Leiter dies in that is brutal, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, but is it as brutal as getting hit in the balls with a rope? That's brutal. No, it is. It is. I'm, or, I'm you not know, ground up in a whatever way. Yeah, he died. He doesn't feel that pain. He's yeah. gone. You know who feels the pain? His fucking balls. <laughs> With a fucking rope. So, I mean, this Great line this movie, uh, you look at it today, and obviously it doesn't have the special effects of today, but it still holds up pretty well. And also, one of the things I enjoy about the Timothy Dalton movies is that Timothy Dalton actually, uh, fun fact, he was actually supposed to be Bond before Roger Moore. Well, when they were casting for Roger Moore, but they thought that he was going to be too young. And I believe he was tied he th- up he with something else. He thought he was else. too young. He was tied up with something else, right? No, that was uh, Roger Moore was initially tied up with the Saint when they wanted him to come in when Connery first left, and that's why Lazenby came in. Right, and then Connery came back. Moore was available. Right, um, and uh, but they wanted they wanted Dalton. Yeah, and Dalton he himself said, "I think I'm too young." And for he this. probably was, but he, he, was, def- he was only like 22. He had he had Ian Fleming's because Ian Fleming was he was on Ian Fleming's radar, mm-hmm. um, so he had his blessing. So he was destined to be Bond, event you know, whenever eventually. So um, so yeah, 
living daylight. That that scene where um, he uh, and I, I forgot her name, but it's uh, the actress Miriam Dabo are going down the the, the mountain mm-hmm. in her cello case. In her and cello he's case, yeah. Steering with the cello, yeah. and they're being shot at by the, by the people, and he's trying to like cover their ass with the fucking cello yeah. and steer at the same time. It's, that that movie's fucking. That awesome. cello has a big part in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a great one. My my favorite of the two is is um, License to Kill, but I I love it. Good movie. All right, you guys need to check it out. Oh, mine's Die Hard. My number one's Die Hard. Oh, we can talk. Um, okay, I'm, good. we yeah. got now. We can talk about Die Hard. Yeah, um, I won't go crazy into it if you guys want to, but I because I've spoken about it in my favorite Christmas movies um, episode, but i watch it every year at least once or twice a year it's the one movie from that time period that i will watch I just saw it on christmas really yeah <laughs> no. you know and it's i, I just I, I never get tired of that movie i never get tired of hans gruber i still think hans maybe the one greatest the best villains yeah um have we just, done a list yet best, best, no. best movie villains i don't no. think we've done that no i don't think we've done that but you guys I mean, have not done that I, did, oh. I think we did best villains. We did lamest MCU villains. No, but we also did best villains in sci. We did we did best sci-fi villains or something. No, we I think did. We, I think we cut it up into somewhere. It's like, right? We gotta look back into it. Uh, yeah, but but Die Hard. It's just you know you. Bruce Willis is just charismatic as hell as John McClane. The situation he's in, he's fucking barefoot for most of the movie. Yeah, he's just situation. My parents went away. (laughs) Um, And I just—it's so tense, like the whole fucking time. Yeah, and and I just you know it 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 takes place in Nakatomi Tower, just a tall building or plaza. You have nowhere to go. You have you know it's just. I just love the the idea of everybody's con- you know uh, Carl Winslow's in it, um, you know right. Carl. Carl. There's, there's Carl. this um, even though it's an action movie and like there's some of it where you're like okay well that probably couldn't happen, uh, you know there's there's a suspension of disbelief that goes into any action movie. correct into any movie period. Um, there's still some like gritty realness to it, mm-hmm. like the right. way that he like sleuths around and he starts writing down people's names and taking them down one by one like by the end of this movie it's like it's, it's one man who's taken on like a whole group and he looks it like he's fucking tired right by the end of this movie which is why when i watch some of uh particularly the the last one where he like he does all of these incredible things and he's 30 years older than he was when he did the first one right and like he's just starting to break a sweat it's like yeah. come on no i don't, I don't that's not true yeah, no. Everybody can fall into radioactive water at Chernobyl and, and not get any. See, people have a problem with that. I was having this discussion with somebody. Yeah, science. People have <laughs> people have a problem with 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 going into water, right? Radioactive water, right? In part five, but everybody seems to forget that he fucking fought a fighter jet in part four. Not like he fought it from a distance with a rocket launcher. He got on top of the fucking plane, a fucking fighter jet, not a helicopter, a fucking fighter jet. The helicopter he, which he fought in part five. Well, he fought a helicopter in every single one. Every single one. 
part four, part one, he took down the fucking helicopter that Hans Gruber was in, right? Or that the, the, the people were getting in. He makes a point. He took that. Part two. Oh, he took it down, meaning. He took down a wait. helicopter in every single fucking diehard. When will helicopters learn? You don't fuck with John McClane. <laughs> yeah. You don't fuck with John McClane. Helicopters are 0 and 5. He does John McClane. He doesn't take down the helicopter yes, in the he first does. one. No, the, 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 the helipad blows up. And who fucking blew it up? He fucking tied it down. He tied down the fucking yeah. helicopter. I'm telling nah, you, he, okay. he fucking right. takes out a helicopter and everyone. In part three, the fucking power lines. He was fucking shooting around it and the fucking yeah. he got caught in the power lines. I just thought the every last one helicopter. Was bad. I the love, last one is bad. I don't like the last I one. Love, it's the only one I don't like. I love the last one and I don't like part out. and I don't like part four at all. And I think part four, I'm like, why are people like people like I, I, I use that exact example today. I was having dinner with a friend and he was talking about that part five was awful, that wasn't believable. And I go, but he the radioactive water. Okay, I get it. That's right. But he should have been there for part one. Like he jumped off a building with a fucking with a fire hose over his waist. He would have been that. Like why are we nitpicking about action movies? I don't understand where you this don't is ask coming any from. Questions. Yeah, yeah. Part, he jumped on a fucking <laughs> fighter on a fighter plane in part four. He sh- he should have been dead. There are levels of believability though, I, which is which is why I say that. Uh, uh, you do have to have like some suspension of of disbelief when you go into an action movie, particularly an eighties action movie, right? Right, like when you say, uh, "Oh, missing in action is the one where Chuck Norris comes up with an M sixty yeah. out of a fucking water yeah. and it doesn't jam yeah. on him." Right? Let, let me or ask you swing with monkeys about, through about a villain, a jungle. Because I think oh, you and I, God, that's when awful. we talked about this in the Christmas oh movies, uh-huh. we touched upon it. Does Die Hard feel like an '80s movie to you? Because to me, it doesn't. It feels like a '90s movie. Well, I uh, this is this is one of the things that I think Die Hard. Why Die Hard is as influential as it is. It comes out in the late '80s. I think it comes out like Christmas of '88. So you're talking to like pretty much '89, right? That would set the template. Did it come out at Christmas? No, it came out in July. Yeah. Oh, it was a summer. Okay, all right. So, so summer of '88, right? And. So, really, you're talking about it influencing the movies that would come out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is influential. Well, I think it was like a blueprint. Yeah. To, to oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because after this, people were pitching, oh, it's like Die Hard in a Boat, which is right. under siege. Uh, <laughs> die Hard on a Bus. Uh, yeah, Die Hard on a Bus. So Speed, all, these, yeah. all these stuff. There was one of the documentaries uh, of one of the behind the scenes or extra footage on the Die Hard movies. Uh, they talk about how many movies this influenced and how many when they were going to pitches and be like, oh, this is going to be like Die Hard and blah, blah. And one of the guys, one of the producers said that he got, he literally got a pitch and he goes, this is going to be like Die Hard in an office building. And they were like, that's, <laughs> that's Die Hard. That's yeah. actual die fucking Die yeah. Hard. That's actual, right. And so that was one of the things that it was, you know, it, it became a cliche, like Die Hard in a blah, blah. So very influential. I think it's very, it's a very influential movie. I like the movie a lot. I do think it's overrated because I do think that people love it. Just like how you feel about. Yeah. I forgot what T- Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. No, I, I know when well, I why say. Why do you think it's overrated though? Because everybody, I think it's because of the controversy of whether or not it's a Christmas movie or not. I think that's what has kept it in conversation, especially in the last 10 years with social media. No, I, I agree. Think, it, it, I that think, argument gets bigger each I year. I think it gets yeah. bigger each yeah. year. I think, and here's the thing, <clears throat> there's nobody that's ever going to be swayed. It's kind of like political conversations. If you don't believe it's a Christmas movie, there's nothing on earth that's going to convince you. The director saying it's a Christmas movie is not going to convince you that it's a Christmas movie. And if you're one of those people that believe that it's a Christmas movie, you get upset at the people who don't think it's a Christmas movie because you think they're fucking idiots because they are I don't think it's a Christmas movie so, I think it turned into a Christmas right, movie I, and that I, I can actually agree with that you know what there's a, there's a thing to be said I think it's a Christmas movie but I think it's a Christmas movie because I'm like I I can make the argument both ways uh, either way, I could be like yeah it's a Christmas movie and then 
if I really wanted to fight for it, I'd be like, no, not really. But I, but I get it, whatever. But I think that argument has made it a constant conversation for for the last, at least for the last 10 years specifically because of social media. But I think it's one of those where I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's... I don't think it's the best movie of the series. I think part three is the best movie of the You're series. You're not alone in that. A lot of people do like part three more. It, I, I don't. I think part one is the best, but three is my second favorite. Yeah, Same with me. And, Say three is my second favorite. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and so I'm one of these, like, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't... That's why I say overrated and not, not that it's not good. And I, I love it. Look, I have the pop figures yeah, right yeah. there. Like, I love... Uh, I love uh, this movie. I just don't think that it's as great as everybody. Again, like what you said about Top Gun. It's just the way yeah. I see it. But... Um, with that said, I think I think it's a. It's a I mean, it's so much better than Top Gun. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because again, it, this movie it was more, a blu- it was a blueprint. Yeah. It it um, you know, yeah. They don't make like there's no movies where they're like, oh, it's like Top Gun, and that there's no because if you, if, started, if you come to think about it, when it's like Top Gun when, with jokes. When Die Hard came out, <laughs> you know, in the '80s, you know, many of the movies we did here was like Arnold and Sylvester and these bigger than life movies and action sequences and these heroes and all this stuff and these you know huge fit men and there you had john mcclane you know a cop yeah stuck in a building this is the reason why predator became about this is how predator got started if you guys know that do you guys know that uh not 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 uh not die hard the reason die hard got started because it was supposed to be a sequel to predator and then uh, Bruce Willis didn't Not want Predator, to do it. Commando. Commando, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Shit, fuck, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So there was supposed to be uh, a sequel to Commando. Schwarzenegger didn't want to do it. So then they were like, all right, let's cast somebody else. And they cast it. And then uh, what? Uh, uh, he was in a TV show that was really- Moonlighting. Moonlighting. It was super mm-hmm. popular. So he was like the it man for the moment. So they, they got him. And then they reworked it and reworked the title and reworked the, the script. And it became Die Hard. But it started out being a sequel to Commando. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. that was their intention. But the guy who wrote the book- that this is based on wrote the book that uh this movie that sinatra did in the 60s called the detective was based on and contractually they had to offer the role to sinatra and so they wrote it with schwarzenegger in mind doing all of these crazy stunts being a sequel to commando they presented that basically a sequel to commando to Frank Sinatra because they were legally right, they legally had to Sinatra looked at it he was like guys you know I can't do this I'm fucking 80 years old yeah he's like there's there, there's, I mean, there's, I, there's I, no I, way I mean, alright let's do it <laughs> that would be amazing can you imagine a commando sequel with fucking Fuck Sinatra bro you know what would have been even eyes? better I as much as I love the one man against like the, the whole fucking terrorist group how much better would it have been if it was the whole Rat Pack if it was fucking <laughs> Dean Martin and and, and, and and it was the whole Dean fucking Martin group. was there he was fucking cocaine head <laughs> <laughs> that's so true yeah but, but I mean, I uh, I want a fucking Commando sequel. I'm sorry, Davis Jr. Too. was the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys make one black guy. That's not racist. He's a computer technician. Yeah, there you so go. True. Yeah, I mean, you make good arguments for the other movies being better or worse or whatever. But I mean, I I think with the first one, it's just you know what well, we talked about that is set the way to other movies but it's also the the Hans factor because he's just he's the, best the, the best Hans villain Ruber, man. what do we say um, that the, the movie should have been sponsored by Timex oh right because <laughs> yeah. he was always looking at, because at well, the end he, at, at the, at the very end the, the, right it, Hans is holding on to to Holly's hand right and um 
uh, fucking uh, Bruce Willis is holding on to her, and he notices that where he's holding on, like he has her by the wrist. So he just undoes the clasp on her watch, and he falls. And you see him and the watch falling yeah. Yeah. to the floor. And we were saying that it would be fantastic if at the very end of the movie, right, you see Hans's body on the floor and the Timex right next to it, and the Timex is still working. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Takes a lick and, take a keeps, lick and on. keeps on ticking. Exactly. Exactly. That'd be amazing. Uh, there, um, a great uh, story about that too is when he does the fall, the shot that they set up. Um, they said that he, he, they were going to drop him on three, and they dropped him on two. The director genuine reaction. And a genuine reaction to what the fuck? Yeah. Like that was a genuine fear that he had. It was, and the director knew I did it on purpose. He's like, yeah, I let him go on. Like I, I told the guy I'd drop him on two, but he's like, hey, Joey, we're gonna drop on three, and he's like, fuck, drop this motherfucker. That, on two. uh, that scene where, um. John and Hans meet each other for the first time, and but he doesn't, he doesn't know. know it's Hans. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He goes, oh, oh my God! You're, please you're don't shoot me. You're one of them. <laughs> yeah. I Clay. What is it, right? Yeah, That's Clay, Clay. Yeah, I'm Clay. He is such a great fucking actor, man. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Was. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, so so Diehards are number one. All right. Fantastic. So uh, the number ones are yours. What's yours? Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot. That's how it works. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm selfless, man. It's not about me. You know? I'm just thinking about the, the group. Uh, look, my number one is, uh, without a doubt, this is the only movie that I knew was going to be my number one from the get, from the jump. I had uh, constant, I talk about when I was a kid, replaying these in my room. Uh, and I can't tell you, uh, I could tell you unequivocally, I was the Kumite champion for 84, <laughs> 85, 86, and 87. Undisputed. Like, it was one of those things where I was like, don't even fuck with Nary, because he's going to win the fucking Kumite every year. And it had to be by invitation. I don't know if you guys know that, but right. <laughs> you had to be invited, and I was representing Nicaragua and America, which is like a dual citizenship, which is pretty fucking amazing, if you ask me. Um, yeah, man, Bloodsport is my fucking uh, favorite uh, 80s movie. Uh, my favorite 80s action movie uh, might probably be my favorite uh, 90s action movie too like if you want to talk about like eight, between 80s and 90s I, I mean mm. but I fucking love Bloodsport Bloodsport's a shit um, it is the movie that made me fall in love with Jacques-Claude Van Damme it is the movie uh, I was doing roundhouse kicks in my fucking room like, I, it was like I'm telling you like this was the fucking movie for me uh, and then you know in the 80s there was this weird quasi if you were a JCVD fan you couldn't be a Steven Seagal fan like mm -hmm. uh, or like there had to be a clear like which one is better for you and I was that guy I was like team JCVD I was like no we're fucking like I'll watch your fucking mark for death and I'll like it but I won't say it out loud <laughs> because out loud I have to fucking say that I like kickboxer better like I have to like right. be that guy and uh, yeah I I legit love uh, about that movie like the fact that he's playing an American with that accent <laughs> like it's just it's bananas like no yeah. and, and nobody flinched everybody's like yeah Frank Dukes, the American guy. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the movie was written, it was co-written, and uh, the the state, the fights were uh, choreographed by the real Frank Dukes, which also helped choreograph the scenes in uh, the other movie that he did that he directed, the Van Damme directed The Quest. He also oh, choreographed. Okay. Yeah, so they had like a working partnership, and that fell apart later on afterwards. But, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and it's ironic. That in in Bloodsport was the first time he fought Chong Lee. Yes, because <laughs> then in Street Fighter mm -hmm. he fought Chong Lee later. <laughs> yep. But I I I, I was what like ninety three ninety four something around there. I don't probably. know. It was when, when 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 did the heavens open up and gift <laughs> us with the wonder that was Street Fighter? Poor Raw Julia. 
Oh, that's his last one. Yeah. God, that's a real sweet story. The yeah, yeah. story of Raw Julia. He knew he had. He knew he was going to pass away. He had cancer, I believe. It was cancer. Yeah. yeah. And he knew he was going to pass away, and he had time for one more movie. And instead of taking a movie that he knew he could have won an Oscar for, because he had a fucking Oscar in him, because Raw Julia is a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son's favorite video game was Street Fighter, and he took that role just so he could fucking play video games. He spent months leading up into that filming playing street fighter just to spend time with his son oh wow that is a yeah, nice story. super sweet story That's and he awesome. took it because he knew it was a shitty movie come on he's fucking raw Judah. he's yeah. not gonna know this yeah. is a shitty movie but he was like i'm gonna fucking take this role because i want to play video games with my son i want to bond with him in whatever way i can yeah. it's fucking sweet anyways uh so blood sport awesome. uh i did not give uh jcvd the time of day because you were about steven Seagal. No, not because I was about Steven Seagal. Oh, were, no. were you about uh, Steven Seagal? No, no, oh, okay. no, no. I, I've never been and still am not a Seagal fan. Uh, I like Under Siege. I love Under Siege. One that and might two. be my that might be my first set of boobies. I when she comes out of the cake. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not my first, but yeah, yeah. I, I like. I, I, I legitimately like. <laughs> she was an actual Under playmate, Siege, but yeah, she was a legitimate playmate, not just an actress and, and, playing. And a wasn't she uh, for Baywatch? Yes, but didn't Under Siege come out of like? 8990 93 I want to say oh, yeah I think that it was, was the first time you saw wow. oh no no then that wasn't the first time I saw boobies um, and that wasn't the no, first I time just, I saw I, boobies I never I never was a John Claude Van Damme fan um I just he never appealed to me I was always a Schwarzenegger fan 92. always always a Stallone fan uh always a, a Bronson fan but for some reason I Bronson. just Bronson I don't understand how you're a Bronson fan you're younger than me yeah. and and he's older than me. like he, his movies came out way after like wait you my really time. don't understand it's Dave <sighs> yeah you're right but he was also making movies in the 80s yeah yeah but you were you were born like 87 yeah you see, by the time you were seven years old, those movies weren't even replaying anymore. Because because of my grandfather. Okay, that makes sense. My dad's not a Bronson fan, so I didn't get the Bronson thing from him. My dad's a huge Schwarzenegger fan. That I got from him. My my old group of friends, we we each picked an action star, and those were the movies we'd collect. Mm-hmm. So like my my Alfredo picked Schwarzenegger. That's pretty smart. Guy. And then you used to watch at each other's house. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I I. I said I'm John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I picked John Claude Van Damme. So I had I would go to Target or I mean to Walmart. They'd have the three pack of the of like the the movies. Yeah. I'd yeah. buy all of them. I have the entire collection of yeah. Van Damme movies. I watched every movie that Van Damme has ever come out with in movie theaters. I've watched them in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Like that was a thing that I, that was a pride of joy that I had that I had watched every single until he started making straight to mo- straight to video movies. Yeah. I had seen every single Van Damme movie. Now there's so many. Yeah, like, that he has a bunch of extra like, he has random shit. Random shit that I like, and I'll still try to catch. You know, I whenever I find out about one because I, I subscribe to his uh to his uh, newsletter but whenever i try to whenever i find out about one i'll try to watch it like on some like whenever you know whatever form i can or whatever but it's not the same as it used to be whatever like he i remember one i was working blockbuster in a movie called desert he came out mm-hmm. and it was him on a motorcycle the cover was him on a motorcycle with a purple like this fucking color purple a uh, tank top and i was like Oof. oh man <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna be a difficult one to watch. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, this is like everything else was like I, I don't want to say black and white, but it was like a dusty color. I just happened to come across it, and the the IMDb so confused at the fact that somebody clicked on Desert Heat, yeah, that it's not working, yeah, because it's like, yeah, look at it, <laughs> it wasn't working to like load the page. It was like, are you sure? They're like, I don't. It's, it's a page that hasn't been pulled up in so many years. They're like, eh, I don't hey, even remember. Somebody pull that out of the <laughs> server, Jesus. The the only. I want to say the only two of his movies that I I watched uh, outside of Street Fighter because I saw that one as a, as, as a like a little kid being a Street Fighter fan I saw the movie, uh, but the only ones that I was interested in as a kid was um, Time Cop, 
mm-hmm. best one. Yeah, time couples and Universal Soldier. I can't. I mean, who am I to fucking tell you not to? I right. Mean, <laughs> um, and so I, I really didn't become a Jean Claude Van Damme fan. I didn't have anything against him. I just I I never felt compelled to really watch his movies. It wasn't until you and I started hanging out regularly that uh, I came over here and you were watching Bloodsport. And you were like, "Oh, you've never seen this? Bro, sit down and watch this." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Bro, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome." But it, like, it, there was a time where he didn't make a bad movie. And by bad movie, I mean that you know, again, if you don't like the genre, if you don't like the genre. Like hard fucker. targets, I love that movie, but it's it, it, it doesn't age well. Hard target is one of no. the ones that doesn't age well, which is ironic because it's the only one that's directed by a director who's still making Hollywood movies now, which is John Woo. Oh, really? Okay. Jean Claude Van Damme handpicked John Woo for that project because John Woo was a big deal in in China. Yeah, but nobody in the fucking states brought. And then he brought him over here. He made Hard Target. John Woo's career took off. Fucking uh, Van Damme's went on a decline, and then John Woo doesn't answer his phone calls anymore. <laughs> what a break. Yeah, that another shit? another Man. one of, of Van Damme's I loved was Lionheart. <sighs> Just, yeah. Leo Leo the Lionheart, fucking great. Oh my god, when well, he fucking I, I fought was... that guy that looked like uh, King Kong Bundy. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I was on TV. JCVD. I did not like Steven Seagal whatsoever. As you shouldn't. Do a fucking setup, Steven. And learn how to treat women that was, better. That, that's dick. Diego's favorite. Diego's favorite is Steven Seagal. Yeah, that story checks out. Yeah. He picked Cobra over fucking Rocky. <laughs> my uh my martial arts uh action star of choices has oh, oh, always been Bruce. Well, I don't think of him as an action star. I mean he only made four movies. Okay. So you know who would have made four movies? The guy who played fucking Fredo. You know what those four movies were? Two of them were Godfathers. Two of them were Godfathers, <laughs> and the other one was fucking... Dark Day uh, Afternoon. Dark Day Afternoon, yeah. and the other one was uh, uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, shit. Yeah. He was four for fucking four in his career. Yeah. Well, I, well, then in that case, then, yeah, fucking Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Chuck Norris, but like if, if Bruce Lee counts, then fucking Bruce Lee. Was it? So we've got two... So, all right. We got two... Die, die Hard and, and Commando. Commando. Mm-hmm. So we got to decide on what the last two are going to be. Mm. What was your number one? Um, the Living Daylights. The Living Daylights, yeah. Because I was going to say if... So we have... Well, Commando's left. my number one. Die Hard is your number one. So we could do... We could just not, do, do, no, do ones and make life easy. Sure. Bloodsport and The Living Daylights. Because we're already at two hours. Uh, so the final mountain is Die Hard, Commando, Bloodsport, and The Living Daylights. Nice. We that's a good mountain. Early today. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the the mountain of '80s action movies: Die Hard, Commando, Bloodsport, Living Daylight. I haven't seen the Living Daylights. So I'll check it out, man. It's good. Uh, if, uh, if yeah, I haven't seen that one. I'm gonna. I that, never even heard of that one. To t- be, t- you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm not the biggest uh, Bond guy. I I know what happened after I started watching, which was Goldeneye, and then on. I, I, before that, I've heard the, the names Octopussy and the, uh, Nexus the, to Kill. The two, the Dalton only did Dalton two. Yeah, did only two. Yeah. They're way darker than anything. Pierce Bronson ever did. It, it, it might be a little shocking at first because it's it's it is considerably darker, but I like it. To me, it's the closest thing to the literary bond. Mm-hmm, it is ha- having read. I don't think I've read all the books, but I've read the majority of them. Yeah, actually, it is. That, it is. that yeah, is I don't think I've read all of them because I haven't read any of them. So I don't <laughs> think I've read all of them. But um, uh, yeah, I get you the kids' book. <laughs> pow pow. Next page. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Next page. I'll take a sleep juice box. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> let's sleep. Let's have a sleepover. Next page. 
Um, all right, so that's the uh, mountain. Uh, DJ, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Yeah, man, glad to be fun. here. It was uh, it was fun meeting you. I I remember uh, when you recorded the Christmas episode. Uh, David the next day was like, "You got to meet these guys. They're amazing." He's he's such a fanboy, and I was like, "All right, cool, man. I'll, I'll meet him, man. It's fine." Uh, but uh, you could catch DJ on the podcast. Better let me tell you. Yeah, we are premiering season two on the January twenty fifth. There you go, January twenty fifth. So make sure you check that out. Uh, this is actually going to come out on Monday, which would be the twenty first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so make sure you guys check yeah. out uh, the 25th. Check check out Pedro. Let me tell you, they are part of the Geek Bro Network. We are proud to have them. We are grateful to have them. Yep. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, then Dave, uh, you can check out from uh, Naked Vengeance, yep. uh, the band Naked Vengeance. What's are they? You guys got a gig? Anything? Yeah, we got a gig uh, February 9th at uh, Renee's in Winwood. Okay. So mm-hmm. February 9th, you can check out the band uh, uh, Naked Vengeance and check out Naked Vengeance on everything in social media is at Naked Vengeance and Dave is also part of. The he's also the the guy the host for Shiver, uh, the horror movie podcast which we got to do sooner. We got to get on Misery, man. Yeah, we we got to get, get it done. So do that, and then Jeff is on every podcast in the Geek Bro Network. So make sure you guys check him out there. Uh, we are by the time this comes out, we will have already recorded but not yet aired the top ten uh, movies of 2018 on Woo Bro on What's Up Bro. So make sure you yep. guys check that out, and so we could uh, argue over that shit. It might be a two parter. It's usually going to be a two-parter because yeah. it's usually long. But uh, it's a fun episode that we do. It's probably my favorite episode of the year. So top 10 movies of 2018. Check it out on What's Up, Bro. Uh, check out my comedy at NaryScience.com or WhatWasHisName.com. You can check out the other podcasts on Geek Bro Network, on GeekBro.net uh, that include the What's Up, Bro, Shiver, Zeros on Hero, uh, Mama Zimmerlow, of course, Better Let Me Tell You, What's Good, and Comedy Fitness and Mr. Multiverse. So make sure you guys check us out at GeekBro.net. You guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you very much. That's how lists are made. You pick a motherfucker. Karate chop. Come with me. Just kidding. I have a need. A need for speed.